5: Well, I don't know if a lot of people expected that. Could we be reevaluating a couple of teams in the NFL based on that performance? We'll dive into that here coming up in just a couple of moments. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio. You can always hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app and on all hundreds of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in this program, hanging out with us here on a beautiful Sunday night. We got a Game 7 coming up, we got Sunday Night Football. And all sorts of conversation about the NFL and college football. And we're doing it all live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason that you tuned in, the reason that you are here, the reason that your ears are glued to your listening device, Brady Quinn.
4: That's what happens. That is what happens when everyone makes fun of a 42 year old quarterback, Agreed. arguably the greatest of all time, Agreed. for the past week. Okay. Agreed. Everyone made fun of him. They said, oh, he's getting old. You know, all the geriatric jokes came out because yep. he forgot what down it was. Everyone made fun of him. And then what happened? They come out and lay down an absolute butt kicking. On national television against the Green Bay Packers, who were undefeated, arguably the best team in the NFL. Up until that point. That's what happens when you go after the goat, Tom Brady.
5: Listen, uh, it's the equivalent to you see an older gentleman at a bar. You find out he's a former boxer. You figure, oh, I'll make a name off him. And you start picking on him a little bit. You start throwing uh, cashews at the back of his head. And then the next thing you know, 15 minutes later, you guys walk outside. And uh, for the next six months, you're walking around with a drool cup. That's what happens. Who, you you pick
4: who, on, who would you throw pick stuff at that? an old man regardless of what they did? I don't did. know. Maybe it'll happen sometime. What sometimes. is wrong with you? I'm just saying. Who does that?
5: I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, point peanuts being. Peanuts at an old man? Cashews. Let's be specific cashews. here. Oh, cashews. Sorry. Right, sorry. Cashews. Because um, they've got that little uh, little curve to them, so it feels like you could do more with them. It's
4: like they're a like a mini ball. boomerang.
5: Yeah. They're, they're the if wiffle- you miss,
4: they might come back to you. Yeah. They're the wiffle ball
5: of nuts. I would say cashews.
4: They're not that hard either. You know, no. when, you, when you eat it, so maybe they wouldn't on impact, maybe they wouldn't actually hurt that bad. You a may have to actually hit someone a couple times in order to get their attention. I'm gonna if, you're, reg- if you're throwing cashews,
5: I'm going to regret saying this because this will be saved as a drop, but I'm doing it anyways. Pound for pound best nuts in the world.
4: Is that a question? Or I'm asking you. Is that a yes,
5: like, Why did you have to sit, <laughs> let, let everybody hold, Come on. Don't make it that much easier I want to give enough everybody. time Never mind. for Bobo
4: and Lena to make sure yeah, they can Steven. edit that to get the drop. That's what I'm talking I, about. I, I had to leave a little bit of breathing room Of course room you there. did. Of course you
5: did. <laughs> way, way to lay out for that. Unbelievable. <laughs> but, you just alligator um, armed when I can threw you, ask, you.
4: Can you ask the question again? Okay.
5: Pound for pound, best nuts on the planet. Is that, good, plan, on, okay, Is that good, Bobo? Is that that I give you guys enough anymore? time? All right, never mind. <laughs> Brady great. Quinn. Thank uh, you. Let, Let's get into let's get into what happened in Tampa earlier, where the Green Bay Packers. It looked good early on. They had momentum. They were rolling, and all of a sudden pick six by Aaron Rodgers. Not something you say a whole hell of a lot of the time. And then it was over from there. Another turnover. Tampa Bay stepped on the gas. They roughed up Aaron Rodgers. It was not a good look. After that 10 points and Aaron Rodgers doing his little... Basically he was having sex with the air where he had his hands uh, folded behind his head and was doing the uh, old school ravishing Rick Rude. He made love to the air in Tampa in front of a pirate ship, which I gotta think is illegal in like at least 15 15 or 16 states, but never mind all that. Tampa Bay was dominant after that and Green Bay comes away from this game going, huh? Maybe we shouldn't have run our mouths a little bit during the week, you know. Maybe we should have stayed away from that one.
4: Well, yeah. I mean, no one's no one's going to, you know, try to do a humping gesture toward the pirate ship. Okay, that, <laughs> that's just that's just a no no. Okay, in in what is it, Raymond James, wherever the hell they yes, play down there, Tampa Bay. Yeah. No one does. No one comes into Tampa. Okay, and has all these hip gyrations and expects to get out of there alive. Okay. Uh, no, it was it was interesting because you know Aaron Rodgers has been playing. So well all year, and this game got off to a, a kind of a, as good of a start as you, you'd hope for, right? I mean, they were up ten yeah. nothing, like, not, like like that. And I was I was, I was thinking to myself, man, uh, I picked the Bucks in this one. I was surprised that I think they were I think were they favored of this one? It was. I ended up being it, a pick'em by the yeah, end of it. But,
5: yeah, it was like one or two either way.
4: Yeah. Right. So I, I remember going into the game thinking, man, it, it shouldn't be this close based on how the Bucks have been a little inconsistent. And how Green Bay's been, but I was on the side of Tampa, and it was in part because this was the toughest defense I think Green Bay has faced all year yeah and and I was really curious to see how their offensive line would handle that group, like people tend to forget like yeah, Vita Vea is not not there anymore, but they still have guys up front, like and Sue, who's still a heck of a player j p p off the edge as well devin white i mean their their front seven can get after it. And, and they were statistically speaking, no matter how you look at it, one of the top ten you know defenses in the NFL. So I was curious about how they would answer that challenge. Didn't get off to a good start, but man, that Jamal Dean pick six—that was the momentum changer. Yeah. And you really could feel the field tilt uh, towards the, towards the Tampa Bay Bucks. Both offensively, I think they started to kind of control the game more. Had a little more balance running the football. Gronk had one of his best performances so far as a Tampa Bay Buck. And then it kind of coincided when Bakhtiari went out too. You started to see some of those struggles on the on the Green Bay Packers offensive front, and, and then it became you know Todd Bowles, their defensive coordinator, settling in, blitzing left and right, and them having a lot of success. So, you know, if, if you were going to look at the NFC South right now, it, it's a it's a tight race. But I would say Tampa's playing some of the best football. You know, if you kind of forget about that you know close loss to the Chicago Bears and how that went down, but. I would say where this team's going right now, they're they're the more complete team more so than the Saints. Like I, I have late, less right? reservations about Tom Brady in the passing game there than I do about the Saints right now, or even the defense where the the Saints have played lately.
5: I totally agree. I think Tampa's the best team in that division. I think Tampa's going to win that division. Um, You can say whatever you want about the Thursday night game. First of all, it's a Thursday night game. It's on the road. People make mistakes. He forgot what down it was, but it gave people an opportunity because it was a standalone game, and everybody watched it, to make their jokes and hold up their forefingers and all the other stuff that comes along with it. Bottom line is, and I was talking to to Lee Delap, our executive producer, before the the show and Lee lap is a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. Am huge I, Packers fan. He sounds like him and his dog were playing fetch and he accidentally threw the ball into a wood chipper. I mean, it is it is not a good tone on Lee DeLapp right now. He is he is distraught. He is uh he is really really upset. And one of the things I said to him was, "Hey man, that game looked a lot like those 49er games a year ago for the Packers." It looked a lot to where just they got dominated, out physical, and it was ugly and continued to get ugly. And I'm not saying that it's going to go that way this year for Green Bay – But that was kind of alarming how fast that game unraveled because I was with you when they went up early. I thought, man, Aaron Rodgers with the lead and this this, you know, like they can run the ball now. He's got Devontae Adams back like this feels like this could be a little bit of a problem. And then that pick six and it was the tale of two games and, and Green Bay was wiped out from then on. I never got the sense at any point after Tampa Bay took the lead that Green Bay was going to make a run I never got the sense I thought it was over from there
4: yeah, and, and it, it's scary if you're a Packers fan. I mean, if you're Lee right now, okay, just just go ahead and go back to the bottle, buddy, because you know <laughs> if, if you can't figure it. out <laughs> if you can't figure out how to make adjustments versus a team that played you twice last year in the regular season and in the NFC Championship game, and then a similar kind of setup and scheme. I think when you're looking at the Bucks' defensive front, how they've been playing, and, and even that defense overall, when you can't figure out how to make adjustments in game. It's the same result. It it was it was almost like that deer in headlights look where they just didn't know how to counter it. And you know, credit credit Bruce Arians, credit his staff. You know, Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, they did they did a great job. You know, preparing for this game. Uh, But but credit credit the players too, and Tom Brady, which he's fun to watch, man. And by the way, I love when he gets a little fiery. Oh, like when he starts to jump some guys Um, because there's there's one in particular that I believe came back this week and. You could tell he's not happy with either how he's been practicing what's, or or what's he doing what's he doing when he's out he, there on the field. Uh, who are you, who are you talking about? Was there was uh, there somebody Chris Chris Godwin. Chris is there Godwin. something going on. Do you think do you have a theory on something I, here? Yeah, I mean I on? think my theory is this. You know, you see the emergence of Scotty Miller. You saw Tyler Johnson catch a touchdown pass. Obviously Mike Evans is you know going to be their go-to their their number one guy especially whenever they get him isolated. But you're starting to see the emergence of some other players within the offense. And I think it's because, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the success that Chris Godwin had last year. I just, there's a disconnect. I don't know if he's not running the routes the way Tom wants him to, if he feels like, you know, he doesn't help him out or he's not in the right spot. But there was a little option route where he broke out and he was kind of at the sticks. And I think Tom was anticipating him. Um being a little bit further downfield, maybe broke it off short. They ended up throwing an incompletion. You could you could see Tom visibly, you know, cursing or probably having an exchange <laughs> about that. There's another time when he was trying to get him to motion across the formation and he's screaming at him to to run across and get set. Uh because, you know, they had a double cadence and he was trying to see what the defense was doing. But he ended up targeting him on that play, and it ended up being an incompletion. A little bit of a low ball, but again. There's something off there, I'm telling you. And and as Scotty Miller draws like a P.I.L., sets up a score, and Tyler Johnson continues to emerge, I'll be curious to see what that connection with Chris Godwin looks like moving forward, and especially Gronk, too. Now that Gronk's becoming a little bit more of a factor.
5: I mean, you know, he did take his jersey from him. I mean, you know, Godwin was 12, I mean, he had to give that up. I'm just, I'm just wondering whether or not there was an, there was an even payment here. I'm just wondering whether or not, or, or did, uh, you know, did Brady uh, pull a Geno Smith and not reimburse him, and next thing you know, Ike and Paulie punches him in a locker room. I'm just saying, you know, is, is this where we're going with this?
4: I love when you in- bring up these like old references that most people <laughs> probably weren't aware of when they actually happened, just, you know, but just, then you try to bring them back again yeah, to make them relevant. You, you
5: know, just uh, that's uh, you know, just uh, that's what I do. It's like you and Leon Washington. You always bring up that Leon Washington story. I don't get it personally, oh, but that's something that you shit. always do. I, I don't understand right. why
4: that is. Just just an apples to apples. By comparison. the way, guy's going to make he's going to make nine 100%. figures, and a guy who might make maybe ten. Um. Uh, by the way. Why
5: can't Andama play like that every game? Like he like these got it. like is it just that he's like a, a hired gun at this point and he's just stacking one year deals and saving his money because he's really uh, good friends. Who is that real wealthy guy uh, uh from uh, Nebraska that he's good friends Warren with? Warren Buffett? Yeah, is was it yeah. Warren Buffett? I don't know. Uh Warren yeah, Buffett. Yeah, it's, it's uh, War- all right. Warren Buffett. Jimmy Bu- What's the difference between it's Warren? Definitely Buffett not and- Jimmy Buffett. Okay. It's definitely not Jimmy there, Buffett. There's literally no difference between Warren Buffett and Jimmy Buffett.
4: Literally none. That uh, you know, you you said a lot of bad things. That might be the worst comparison. What's the difference? Ever. One guy makes tequila. What's the difference? Nobody. Tequila? can like, Yeah.
5: What? Cabo Wabo? Isn't that like a tequila? I, I don't
4: mean, know. I that's don't it. think that's what Jimmy Buffett's necessarily known for. Uh, right, well, but okay, well, I'll check in with the in-laws during the break. But
5: I'll just say this: that looked like the Indomitian Sue facing the Packers when he was with the Lions all those years because he was running his mouth to Aaron Rodgers. He was roughing him up. They were going back and forth and jawing at each other during the first half like that seemed like the old school in Dominican Sioux and I would like more of that in my life when he used to step on people when he used to find somebody's limb and step on it. I think we need that aggression back in the NFL me personally
4: but yeah. I, I do think that sometimes as a quarterback, when you've got a guy who you've had you've got history with and you get a little John going back and forth and and obviously like as a quarterback, you're in a very, you know, uh, offense or a defensive position. Like there's really like there's nothing that Rodgers can do to sue other than try to score a bunch of touchdowns, try to make some throws and avoid getting hit you know, almost like a matador in a bull ring, right? <laughs> like there's, there's not much he's going to be able to do other than make the bull miss. That, that's what Indomitian Sue is. But if he starts getting some hits on you and you're not having a ton of success, that, that stuff can start to kind of leak in the back of your mind, especially after already throwing a pick six and, and kind of you know struggling to get anything going on offense.
5: He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, it could be a pivotal, pivotal game for the career of one NFL quarterback. We'll tell you who that is next year on Fox Sports Radio.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables.
5: That guy's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, hang out with us as always on the I Radio app. Uh, coming up in, we'll call it 10 minutes from now, a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Something that people have been waiting for for a long, long time finally happened in the NFL on Sunday. We will get to that here coming up 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, Brady Quinn, uh, NLCS update, you uh, your buddy Joe Davis on the call, and the Atlanta Braves are already up one nothing. Dustin May getting the start. Surprised to me, I didn't think he was actually going to be getting the start. But uh, the Braves, his first eight pitches were balls, uh, which uh, you know is not a good thing. And now we've got a base hit, no outs, two on. The Braves already up one nothing on Fox. How about yeah, that? Yeah,
4: no, that's not a good thing. And that, that's yeah. actually a walk. Uh, it's two walks. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. So thank it's, you for pointing out it's, the, it's like the part
5: It's like the part in a Major League where he goes ball four. Ball eight, ball twelve. <laughs> <laughs> um, correction here, uh, Brady Quinn. And I hate to do this. I hate to correct you, uh, but we yeah, did receive yeah. word back. Um, you you said that Cabo Wabo
4: was Jimmy Buffett. Um, actually, no. Uh, I believe we probably have you on tape being the one that said that. Was that me? That said yeah, that? It's, it, it was you. Kind of yeah, yeah, it's actually you. Sammy Hagar. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Jimmy
5: Buffett and is Margar- Margaritaville.
4: That's, right, that's and we, and we should continues. we should give credit to where yeah. credits do. Yeah. Uh, Jake, one of our faithful <laughs> longtime listeners, uh, given that he's so familiar with Cabo Wabo uh, and Margaritaville, yeah. he clearly knew the difference between the two.
5: Yeah. You know? uh, so, so there it is. That is a little correction here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right. We have got Sunday night football, Brady Quinn. Sunday night football coming up. Uh, this is a busy night in the city of Los Angeles. You got the Dodgers in game seven, and you've got the Rams on the road at the 49ers. A couple of things jump out to me here. All right. Number one, I'm not real sure if the Rams are good. All right. I I, I don't know if the Rams are good, and here's why I say that. All of their wins are against the Cowboys the Eagles, Washington, and the Giants. And I don't know if you know what they all have in common. They all make up the worst division in the history of football. Okay, so that's the Rams' four wins so far. Here's the other thing that jumps out to me. Jimmy Garoppolo had his worst game as a professional quarterback a week ago, and there's already people that are whispering and saying, "Well, you know, is this is he do, is he going to be there long term? Is this a, is this a problem? Is he the issue? He missed that pass in the Super Bowl, so how much is riding on Jimmy Garoppolo in this game? Because you know, people are ready to pounce because they want to dust off those old takes and say he's not worth that contract. That's how this stuff goes, Brady Quinn. I'm telling you,
4: it's how it goes. Uh, of course, it's how it goes. I'll, I'll start by ask, asking your last question. I don't think this game has that sort of ramifications on it, but for the sake of radio, sure. Well, why don't we just say that for tonight? <laughs> we'll, we'll say that the Very entire good. rest of his career so is all based upon how he performs tonight versus a, in your opinion, questionable Rams, fan, uh, Rams team. Uh, let me just say this about the Rams, okay? And here's what we know. The Pittsburgh Steelers were also a team that I, I think the combined wins between their opponents they had played up until today – was like three wins. It was like three fifteen and one or something like that. I think I, I think I saw that stat somewhere. I was like, oh, that's weird. Is that bad? I, and, I, and you know what? It also didn't change my opinion of me thinking the Steelers are going to bludgeon the Cleveland Browns, which is exactly what happened today. The Browns were a four win team, you know, as were obviously the, the Steelers. But it, clearly, that had nothing to do with how good the Pittsburgh Steelers are. They're a good football team, and I think we're going to find out too here tonight. The LA Rams are a good football team too. They've got a guy like Aaron Donald who's playing. Maybe some of his best football. Jalen Ramsey's back to looking like the Jalen Ramsey that I think was an all-pro player during his time in Jacksonville. I like what they're doing offensively. Uh, th- this, is, this is a tough team now. Like, like this, I think, is a team that so far looks to be, um, I-, I would say, right up there next to Seattle. And, and I actually think they're the more complete team if you look at what they can do offensively and defensively. So maybe I give them like a slight edge, even though Seattle has that ultimate Trump factor, and that's Russell Wilson.
5: I like Garoppolo. Um, I think he's probably a lot better than people give him credit for. I do think he gets judged sometimes unfairly just based on the fact that he already got paid. And so some people look at that and say, well, you know, he's got such a small sample size. Why would that guy get paid? And they can continue to go back to that one pass in the Super Bowl. But the fact of the matter is, if you're an NFL quarterback and you've started one full season as an NFL quarterback and that
4: season you go to a Super Bowl, isn't that kind of good? I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's kind of good. I, I don't know. I mean, everyone else out there might say otherwise, right? Because he, he missed one pass in the Super Bowl. It's Yeah, it's kind of good, right? Like, I, I it's just, not like he hasn't get, like brought them way more success than any other quarterback they've had with Kyle Shanahan uh, in the first, what, four or five starts he had when he first got there. Yeah. And now looking at his first full-time season, like, maybe we should give this guy a little bit, uh, cut him some slack. Like, maybe he's actually, he's a pretty good quarterback.
5: Do you buy the high ankle sprain as the reason that they pulled him last week and the reason for his struggles? Did it, it could was have been. it just yeah, an I mean, injury I, thing? I think,
4: I think, well, I think guys try to play through stuff all the time. And, you know, what degree of health they're at could greatly impact how they perform. And, and, and just, I mean, look, if you're talking about Patrick Mahomes' is 100% versus his 90%, that might still be better than 100% of a, a Jimmy Garoppolo, for example. You know so he might might not be the type of guy that can play a little bit banged up. You know, I was kind of in that category. Like if I wasn't 100% at the NFL level, like it was going to be hard for me to be as good as I needed to be for my team or um, you know to try to win a football game. Like there's just certain guys who are uber talented and able to overcome it. He's not blessed with that kind of speed or athleticism or the strongest arm. He relies on this quick release, anticipation, and the system he, run, he runs within. And so when you're relying on a lot of other things around you and you executing within that, and if you're not 100%, like yeah, that's going to obviously impact your level of play of how you look when you're out there if you are banged up.
5: What was the injury heading into a game? that although you told everybody, no, I'll be fine, listen, I'm good, don't worry about it, that you thought to yourself, I'm screwed,
4: we're in trouble. Oh, dude. (laughs) So my (laughs) second year, we're on Monday Night Football against the Bills, and Marcus Stroud (laughs) breaks the line. I'm I'm throwing a pass, and I literally hit my index finger, my middle finger, my throwing hand on his helmet. And I remember thinking, like, gosh, it was so cold out, by the way. And this is, like, halfway through the season. And I'm like, you know, kinda of like in basketball when when you jam your finger, you're like, you're pulling it out. I'm trying to like, you know, put it on these heated benches, but it was freezing. Uh just to try to loosen it up because it was like swelling up really bad. I was getting stiff. And so I'm like, all right, I just I jammed it like I'm just gonna try to play through it. We ended up, you know, getting a, a last second field goal. We had a little drive for a last second field goal to to win on Monday night football. So we're feeling good. Like we're was, feeling like all right. Was we gotta win one better six three spot. game, by the way. Was that the six three no, game? No, 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 no. That was okay. the following year. No, right, no, no. Sorry. Sorry to bring that yeah, up. Yeah. Um, hey, you know what you should do is you should interject stories again I'm just, with false I was, information. I was asking. That's always, that's always if, you a great told, radio. That's always a great radio game. You've
5: talked about that before. I was just asking. No, that was that the was week after I got game.
4: benched. Right. And that was where I, we, it was a, literally a, it was a 3-3 ball game. Roscoe Parrish botched a punt <laughs> in his own territory. And then we literally <laughs> got the football and kicked a field goal to win 6-3. Derek Anderson completed two of 17 uh, passes, I think with at least one interception, maybe two. And that, w- and that was like, yeah, surely I'll get the job back next week. Nope, not <laughs> not, 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 not what Eric Mangini had out for me. So, um, but no, going back to it. So I remember the following week, uh, we we like we were kind of putting treatment on, it, trying to ice it. They tried to drill through my my nails uh, on my middle and, and index finger because there was blood underneath, and it was like one of those deals where you thought like your your nail going to come off, whatever. Well, my trainer, he's he's actually uh, he, he's now down in Atlanta, Marty Lazon. He uh he goes, he was like, Man, stop being a wuss. I was like, dude, I think you're drilling through like like deep in like in like through my finger. And he's like, Okay, okay. Cause like no blood was coming out. So so I ended up practicing Wednesday. I look awful. I can't like the ball, I can't really push off my finger. I can't move it, <laughs> can't bend it much. And Rob Chudzinski, our OC is like, what the hell is wrong with you? I was like, dude, I'm sorry, but I'm dealing with this. I've got these taped up. and trying to figure out how to because your grip's everything for releasing a football and i had to tape those fingers together cuz it hurt so darn bad so long story short i'm like throwing ducks i have no accuracy it was just it was awful and, and like they're looking at me like dude we need to go get you x-rays so we get x-rays and they're like yeah you basically shattered this bone up at the top of your index finger and ripped off a bunch of ligaments you're going to get need to get pins put in god i was man. like okay i go well can we try to see if we can play and we'll figure it out afterwards and they go yeah sure so I tried to play that Houston game, and I knew, like, I was like, "Oh, this is not good." <laughs> like, the ball was just coming off my hand, incredibly inconsistent. It just, it was, it was a, it was probably a bad idea to play. I should have gotten surgery right away. But um, yeah, that was like one of those games where I went into it warming up thinking, "Oh, this, this, this could get really ugly. This could be bad." <laughs> okay, were they pissed at you that you weren't on it? More honest with them about it? And to, no, they weren't pissed about it. I mean, they also missed it too. It, it was, it was more of like kind of. You know, covering their own ass because they were like, well, obviously, we should have picked up on this maybe Monday after the game instead of Wednesday night, you know, oh, getting results back man. Thursday trying to change a game plan.
5: That's terrible. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, uh, something that we've been waiting for for a very long time happened earlier in the NFL. We'll tell you what that is next year on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, and again, because I care about them, I didn't want to give away what happened happen on Sunday Night Football and ruin it for him. So ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> take it away Steve DeSager.
6: I was happy we had an update on the baseball game in progress with Joe Davis who said after the top of the first, by the way, that could have been a whole lot worse for the Dodgers. He is correct. It's only one nothing Braves over LA. Bottom of the first of Game 7 of the NL Championship Series and tonight's game is on Fox TV and FS1. The top seed Dodgers against the two seed Atlanta Braves top two scoring teams in the league. The opener for the Dodger pitching staff tonight is rookie Dustin May. Eight straight balls, two walks, RBI single as well. In fact, he just pitched a couple of days ago. As a starter, he won only two innings in that game, an eventual Dodger victory, but he threw 55 pitches in two innings that game. And that night, the Dodgers, four batters were in. We're down one nothing. tonight. Three batters in. They were down one nothing to the Braves. Marcel Ozuna, an RBI single. It's now bottom of the first. Again, the World Series starts on Fox TV on Tuesday. As for the opening drive, the 49ers look great and got an early 7-0 lead against the Rams in the Sunday night NFL game. Six plays, seventy-six yards for the score, seven zip as Jimmy Garoppolo went four for four passing, sixty-nine yards at TD pass to Debo Samuel. Rams come in at four and one on the season. Tampa Bay beat Green Bay 38-10. to 10. The Bucks scored four touchdowns in the second quarter, and we have a trade in the NFL. The Bucks, with Vitavea, a defensive tackle down for the season, get a defensive tackle. NFL Network says it'll be finalized when the paperwork gets filed tomorrow but Todd Bowles' defense is getting a guy from the Jets. Veteran defensive tackle Steve McClendon traded to Tampa Bay. Miami beat the winless Jets 24-0. The Jets punted 10 times. Tennessee in overtime beat Houston 42-36. The Texans record falls to 1-5. Deshaun Watson did have four touchdown passes, but the game-winning run to Derrick Henry on a direct snap. 22 carries, 212 yards, two scores. Pittsburgh is 5-0 after whipping Cleveland 38-7. Quarterback Baker Mayfield of the Browns was pulled late in the third quarter down 31-7 still with a rib injury. Still the starter says the team if healthy. Baltimore's 5-1 and one after winning what turned out to be a close one at Philadelphia 30-28. Indianapolis and Chicago each one. Denver and Atlanta as well. The Giants got their first win of the season 20-19 over Washington each team 1-5. Detroit won 34-16 at Jacksonville. There will be two games on Monday starting with Kansas City 4-1 at Buffalo 4-1. That'll be on Fox TV tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Clemson still number one in the college football polls. Joey Logano was the NASCAR winner at Kansas. Game seven of the NLCS one nothing Braves bottom of the first and it's seven nothing 49ers over the Rams about five minutes into the Sunday night football game. Back to Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn.
5: Thanks, Steve. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, We will be getting to um, something in the NFL that we've been waiting for for a long, long time. Uh, We will have that for you here in one moment. I want to ask you this, Brady. So Steve McClendon gets traded from the Jets to the Bucks. What's the food equivalent from going from the Jets to the Bucks? I'm gonna go with sardines <laughs> to steak. Okay, Ooh. how about that? Okay, what's I guess I, I guess, I guess went since
4: went. You, you actually piqued my mind with a steak, that's like going from Ponderosa, okay, <laughs> to Mastros, which I know you're very familiar with, uh, um, or, not in a while. or or Ponderosa to Ruth Chris, which I which I think our national audience probably knows a little bit better. Okay, yeah, that perfect. that is the equivalent, by the way. What the hell is Ponderosa? You've never been to Ponderosa? No. It's like a, it's 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 like an old Sounds family uh, buffet kind of style, you know. It's a, but it's more geared towards steak. Is it like know? Sizzler? Sure, I've never like been to Sizzler? a Sizzler, no. but uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Sizzler sucks. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, <laughs> I think that's the point. <laughs> Brady,
5: Brady, Brady Quinn, um, Tua. Finally, got some action. All right. That sounded weird. Tua finally got some game action in the NFL. All right. Uh, it was a blowout. The Dolphins are wiping out the New York Jets. Um, you know, a short time later, Steve McClendon gets dealt. But nonetheless, Tua Tug of gets in late in the game for a little garbage time, his NFL debut. And there's some pictures that are going around on social media afterwards to where, well, after the game was over, He went out onto the field and sat down, full uniform, just by himself. And uh, somebody took a picture from high above in the stands. And I would read that as, I mean, people forget there were serious questions about whether or not that guy was going to play football again, just based on the severity of the injury. It was the hip. It was um, his face was bloody. All of that stuff going with it, along with it. He finds himself (laughs) drafted in the
4: the, the what? bloody face.
5: <laughs> well, you remember that, that added it, to it as well. well yeah, it, it, added, like that, it added. That
4: added to the severity it of the It added picture the, to it. The you know? bloody face. Yeah, it, that it was added, that was definitely part of it. It Jeez.
5: added. It added a little to the picture. All right, it's one thing if if your hip is hanging out of your elbow, but it's another thing when you wake up and it looks like you fell asleep on a table saw, and that's what it looked like. his Face was mangled. Uh, I, I thought his face was falling off. To be honest with you, but again, you know that's just uh, that's just the way I looked at it. But he's out. He finally gets a chance to play in the NFL. And he, he's taken it all in. And the way Ryan Fitzpatrick's playing, I don't know when he's going to get his opportunity to start, but I think, it's, I think it's awesome to see a guy who had everything in front of him. All of a sudden, that got thrown into doubt. Uh, and then he gets an opportunity to go out there. Regardless of what his NFL career is going to be, he actually just got to live out his dream. I think it's a fantastic story. I think people forget how serious that injury really was.
4: No, it's an injury that ended an all-time great in Bo Jackson's career. I mean, to, to think, A... The timing of when an injury like that occurs, uh, the medical attention he received, all the people that played a part in it and helping him be able to come back, you know those are some of the thoughts that start running through your head. You know, I, I don't care what athlete it is, but any injury you sustain, especially one where you're talking about surgery and, and you aren't sure what's going to be on the other side, you know, you're incredibly thankful for all the people that played a part along the way. I mean, it, it, like with my back surgery, I remember thinking like, gosh – is is my like, like am I going to be able to move and 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 run and do the things that I remember being able to do, you know before you know having back issues and, and all that and dealing with drop foot and dealing with all the things that come along with it, um, and so you just you kind of soak it all in because when you suffer an injury like that it puts football into perspective, it, it all it really does kind of throw everything to the forefront of like life and just say wow like th- this this game could impact my quality of life moving forward. And I think for him, it's partially that. It's partially the fact that he's just, you know, all the hard work, everything he's done, he's, he's put into it to have that opportunity just to go out there and play a little bit. And as you said, when, whatever his career is going to be, now I'm sure he wants it to be a Hall of Fame career like everyone else, but just the fact that he was able to go in there That's and awesome. and – be able to play a little bit. It really is awesome.
5: No, it's awesome. And, and you mentioned the Bo Jackson stuff. I've thought if, if that had happened, if Bo Jackson's injury had happened now, because Bo Jackson for the short time that he was in the NFL was unbelievable. Um, he was basically a cheat code in Tecmo Bowl, but just yeah, you know, he, he it, it, was. He, I,
4: that, that's who I played with, baby. Yeah,
5: he was un- unbelievable, and just for a short time. And I remember, I actually remember watching that play happen. And you could tell when he got up to walk off the field, and then and then collapsed again. The fact that that was Bo Jackson doing it, you could tell it was it was that serious of an injury. And I've wondered if that injury happens today, Bo Jackson comes back, right? And this is all about the advancement of medicine, the fact that Tua was able to come back and play and Bo Jackson wasn't. This just goes to show you medically how far the NFL and how far sports treatment has come, because I think he's back. I think Bo Jackson comes back. I honestly do.
4: You know what? I, I do as well. And I think the key part about all this, aside from the, the medical, um, you know, just the advancements in, in you know medical health care, that technology and all that. It's also the fact that we've, we've got radio shows, podcasts, social media, where you can make these sort of declarations and yeah. no one's ever going to hold you accountable.
5: Absolutely. That's the trick. That's the, <laughs> why do you think I tell people I have the most listened to overnight show in the history of sports
4: talk radio? Because nobody
5: can tell me differently.
4: That's I know right. it's not true. I That's know it's right. not true. It's well, not even no, close no, no, to being true. But they in can't in your time that. slot, on, on your channel, on that station, you are.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's why when people say to me, oh, you, oh you're oh, you a big shot. Yeah, look at your career. You're a weekend overnight guy. It, okay, it, that's afternoon drive in Indonesia. Kiss my ass. All right, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> yeah.
4: I see my ratings over there, by Damn the way. Damn straight.
5: By yeah. the way, uh, because we're clock guys, it's time to go to break, Brady Quinn. Just letting okay. you know clock guys minus the l all right brady quinn jonas knox here on fox sports radio coming up next um could we have problems could there be trouble in the water for one team that people looked at as a legitimate contender in the nfl we'll get to that next year on fox sports radio Man, this song stinks. Uh, He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up here in about uh, top of next hour. We'll call it 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, There's a sneaky Super Bowl contender in the NFL and Brady Quinn, and I don't want to do this. But I got to give credit where credit is due. Brady Quinn called this before the season. We will have that for you here, coming up uh, in a little over ten minutes from now, right. here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: I think that song was on like my high school highlight tape that I sent out to colleges.
5: Oh God, was that your huddle tape?
4: Huddle, that, dude. Yeah, they huddle? didn't have huddle back then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Let's just, let's just take you back to the day of how this really <laughs> used to work. Okay, let's just go back to two. Was it two thousand and one? What you did was. You got your game tape, which you had to convert from VHS to a DVD, okay? yeah. And then what I'd do is I' go sit in our school library and I would break through the plays and I created a I don't know if it was like a two or three minute kind of highlight tape, whatever I felt like should be included. and then you included one or two full games that you felt like were your best games. and you would you know label them, you know, kind of edit them, cut them up, and then you'd burn them and you'd send them out. To colleges all over the country. That is how recruiting used to be, even way back when. And I was a a four star, I went to the U.S. Army All American Game and all that. That was how that business was run back in, you know, two decades ago almost. So, yes, I, I included, I think that song was on it. Uh, I think "Crawling in the Dark" by Hoobastank, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Jesus. I think that was on it. Those bands are <laughs>
5: that band sucks, man. <laughs> My God, I, I would I would have literally not signed you just because you put Hoobastank on your on your highlight. It film.
4: was it was a good workout song back then.
5: Okay, well, uh, that's that's the reason I didn't play college footballs because I didn't want to have to do all that work. Yeah. Just letting you know, yeah. it had nothing to do with the fact that I was a horrific high school player. And by
4: the way, that, and now the now these kids have to, like their parents pay for it, and there's like, oh, yeah. a service that does it. it's, it's just great. It's ridiculous. It's oh, great. I oh,
5: I, I worked at a company that did that worked on those highlight films that actually did that. That was one of my uh, when I first started, like one of my well, side jobs in but, radio.
4: But think about all these kids are like so entitled nowadays. Like, well, well, no crap. Like think about it. Like well, someone's going to give them a full ride scholarship. They, they didn't have to do really anything other than outside of go out and perform a little bit. Here's
5: the other thing that. I found working at that company. Anybody gets, like, a lot of people get invited to these seven on seven camps, these Under Armour camps, these Nike camps, and all that. But then the key question you have to ask somebody is. Which group were you in when you went to that camp? Because they'll take your money and they'll make it seem like they're really looking at you. But there's one group that's getting the real looks. And then there's the other group that just paid the fee. And uh, we're just going to, you know, kind of show them a little bit of love as appreciation. Like, it's, yeah. it's not all it's cracked it, up to be.
4: No. I mean, look, <laughs> this this is how um, – and, and people will argue, like, oh, it's so much more accurate now and how they project these kids and what they're going to be. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, let, let me just give you a piece of advice, Okay. If they're fast, they're getting invited. Yes. If they're abnormally yep. big, they're getting invited. Because <laughs> guess what? There's two things you can't really teach. Okay, it's size yeah. and it's speed, and that's exactly what these these colleges and teams are looking for. So, yeah, those guys are getting the invites. Uh, the other guys who are like the, you know, a lot of production, a lot, a lot of tackles, a lot, a lot of a lot of things in the stat line, but. They're yeah. not big enough to make it. They might be invited, but no one's really looking. It at them.
5: doesn't matter, and and you don't even need a position. You just you're just marked down as athlete. That's it. Right. You don't <laughs> even need a position. We'll figure it out. We, I don't care what you played in high school. We'll figure it out when you get to our school. That that's all they care about. Uh, Brady Quinn. Uh, Wow. Did Cam Newton look bad earlier today? Uh, I don't know. Rusty. He looked rusty.
4: He, <laughs> he, looked did rusty. Look,
5: he did look a little rusty. Um, that was uh, I was surprised by that. I actually um, and I know I know you care a lot about what I do on Knox Locks, uh, the uh, you know hottest uh, NFL pick segment anywhere on weekend overnight radio. But I actually thought Belichick. Uh, coming off this bye, there's these statistics that are out there. Uh, uh, after a double-digit loss, RJ Bell of pregame and Fox Sports Radio, he had this up on his Twitter. Uh, since 2003, after losing a game by double digits, the Patriots are 21 and two straight up, 19 and four against the spread. So we can now make that 21 and three straight up, 19 and five against the spread because Denver. And it was a field goal fest, went in to Foxborough and won that game. Full credit to Drew Locke and company.
4: 100%. You know, for, for a guy that had a lot of time off, too, uh, he didn't seem rusty. You know, he, he didn't look rusty at all. Uh, and I, I think they they did enough to be able to get the win. And, and maybe this is something deeper. Like, maybe this is just that Denver Broncos team and Cam Newton having flashbacks of the of, of what, the Super Bowl Oh, come on. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Maybe That's there's, like, nice. flashbacks from just all the hits he took in that game. I also feel like Vic Fangio, who um, I don't know how many people know this, past couple of weeks now has really taken over like full time play calling duties. Um, I wonder how much to that that's played a factor in their defense the way they've looked the past couple weeks because they have looked better. There's no doubt about it.
5: Well, they, that was the story with them last year. They were in a bunch of games, but they would lose these close games, these one possession games. And I forget what the record was, but in in one possession games, but they were in a lot of these games, and and something would happen, or they'd come up short late in games. I just. I, I want I want it to work in Denver. I like Vic Fangio. I think it'd be awesome if that guy worked as an NFL head coach. I just wonder if the injuries – I wonder if I Elway is going to be patient enough to where if Fangio has another losing season and doesn't make the postseason, is it going to be two and done and he's gone in Denver? I hope that doesn't happen. I just wonder what the approach is there.
4: You know, I don't think so, especially if they're competitive. I mean, I think when you look at the fact you lost Von Miller, you lost your quarterback for a significant period of time – and some other pieces, like right? Cortland Sutton, their best wide receiver. I think they take that into account, and they're like, look, we we thought we might be competitive this year. It's hard given the circumstances. I think they'll be understanding. I think if they end up being a 500-football team, that's a hell of a season for them.
5: Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. More out of the NFL next right here on FSR.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip.
3: Visit paramountplus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.
5: You know, I got to give credit where credit is due. Somebody called their shot in the NFL this season. They said this team was going to be good. I, I, in fact, I would go as far as saying they were talking about Super Bowl with this team. And lo and behold, We've got a legitimate Super Bowl contender on our hands. We'll get into that here coming up in just a couple of moments. That guy right there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates wherever you are taking part in the program here on a beautiful Sunday evening across the country. We appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a A free rate quote. Brady Quinn, my man.
4: Jonas, uh, I'm not sure what you were referring to, but man, how about those Steelers today? Yeah, they they really just blew the doors off the Cleveland Browns. There it is.
5: Uh, What a giant pain in the ass Brady Quinn is. There it is. uh, You know, a, a perfectly good tease, butchered. Early into the segment because you got to give away the goods. But since we're here, uh, let's have the conversation. Um, uh, and by the way, let me just say that they keep showing on on the uh, baseball game these pitchers when they've got these different pitches. And do you know how to throw a curveball? You played baseball,
4: yeah, of course. Okay,
5: I would love to learn how to throw a curveball. I don't get it. I just don't understand how it's possible. I really don't. It makes no sense. <laughs> what, what,
4: what do you mean?
5: I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand how you can take a baseball. When I hold a baseball, I go, "Man, I don't want to get hit by this." I don't hold a baseball and go, "Hmm, how can I make this go twelve to 6? I I, I just don't get it. Pressure on the I, uh, seams. That, That's I one don't. of
4: the things that I, I enjoyed about baseball, especially pitching. Is um, you can you can manipulate the way the ball moves just by putting more pressure, like on one finger. Obviously, Gosh. you know you you grip with two fingers, right? Yeah. And so if you're pushing more on your index finger, especially as you release, it'll get it to kind of cut inside or or left to right if you're a righty or opposite. You know, if guys who throw like cut fastballs, you know, you put a little more pressure on your index finger. But that's that that's really like how you go about figuring out, you know, your second pitch or how you go about if you're if you're like a straight fastball thrower like a four seam guy, um, a lot of times they'll have you manipulate your grip on the ball or your pressure points just to help give it a little bit of movement. Because, I mean, you can't make it to the majors throwing just a straight fastball. I don't care if you throw 95, maybe 100. You can get away with it every once in a while. But you better have a second pitch, and you better be able to, to you know, hit certain spots. Like, you've got to be lethally... You know, accurate with your pitches and hitting spots. But yeah, yeah no, it's you know, it, it, it's easy. We'll, well next time we hang out, I'll, I'll teach you how to throw a curveball.
5: Neat. Uh that'll that'll be a lot of fun. Can't wait for that. Uh all right, so let's get into this. Uh so we can we can just get the ball washing out of the way. We can just kiss your ass some more here on Fox Sports Radio. So here we go. Uh before the season, who were your Super Bowl teams?
4: I had the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, and I believe I had I think I had the Saints beating the Packers in the NFC championship game, yeah. which Probably had more to do with Drew Brees and this probably being the last, uh, last, uh, last round for him. So I was yeah. hoping for him, hoping he gets there. And 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 ironically, instead of happy when the Super Bowl, I had uh, I had the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah.
5: Okay, uh, so the Pittsburgh Steelers look like a legitimate Super Bowl team. Yeah, it's like early. Le- oh, eh, they they look pretty good. Um, The defense is really good. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, he's not lighting it up, but he seems like, uh, and and your guy Chase Claypool, all of a sudden has turned into a monster. Um, Pittsburgh looks really good. That was a dominant performance over Cleveland. Ben Roethlisberger has always played. The team he plays the best throughout the course of his career is Cleveland, if you just look at the record and his splits. But they look really good are they in the class of a Kansas City as of yet? All right, because that's your team. They're your Super Bowl team. You must have seen something going into the season. I don't think anybody expected this start, though, for the Pittsburgh Steelers.
4: No I, I kind of did and 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 the reason being is we knew they had a good defense I think personnel wise their defense is phenomenal uh talk about another guy who kind of heard all the chirping uh from people being like hey wh- where's Mika Fitzpatrick like why can't he pick off another what five or six passes like he did last year like why can't he do that this year again it's early he had a pick yeah. six today okay he just he just was a little late to the party getting started but you know we knew their defense was would would, would be good based on what we saw last year. The real question mark was Ben, and look, I I, I knew Chase Claypool coming into it uh, had a strong feeling on how he'd perform if they gave him the opportunity, and the, I I think Randy Fickner, their their offensive coordinator, is starting to get a feel now for all these guys and how they fit in, as is Ben, and I think that's the scary part now uh, for Big Ben and soft offense moving forward is he hasn't played his best, and they're still one of the best teams in the NFL, so they still have so much you know, more I think they can do. And if you look at the, if you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I would say their defense is suspect at times. Yeah. And offensively, we've seen them struggle to score. So look, with the with the, with the addition of Le'Veon Bell, tell me that wouldn't be the best AFC championship matchup. Oh my the God. The Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Pittsburgh oh, Steelers.
5: And, and look, and, and we can talk about Baltimore later. I At this point in the season, I like Pittsburgh more than I like Baltimore. I mean, just based, and and it's kind of similar to the Tampa Bay New Orleans situation, to where you look at it and you go, "Well, it's it's close," but I would lean Tampa Bay over New Orleans, and I would lean Pittsburgh over. I'd lean Baltimore right now, just based on what I've seen. But they look fantastic, and and I don't know, like the injury that Roethlisberger suffered, nobody's come back from that, correct? This this was the first guy to ever try and come back from this injury, if I'm not mistaken. Like this, like yeah, I mean.
4: It's kind of a unique injury. It's it's rare. You know, it's it's not Tommy John. It's it's something kind of in that like category, kind of similar. But that's one of the reasons why, because it's it's so rare. It usually doesn't happen to football players.
5: And so, with that being said, I would imagine that he's just going to get better and better when he learns to just deal with the fact, whatever limitations he has, he's only going to get better and better. And so with those weapons starting to come on and that defense, as you mentioned, I think Pittsburgh is the real deal. Uh, Roethlisberger actually spoke after the game about facing AFC opponents. And then also talked about his defense.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's AFC North football. We throw records out the window anyway. So um, this is a good win for us. They're fun. They're special. They're obviously getting turnovers. They're scoring. And there were a handful of times, I don't know the stats, but there were a couple times a day that it was either third and short or fourth and short, and you just felt like they were going to stop them.
5: Yeah, they're awesome. And if you think about what the playoff format was last year, if they had that seventh wild card with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph, Pittsburgh would have been that playoff team. They would have been a playoff yeah. team a year ago. I
4: so. mean, they were that close, yeah, with without them. So think about what, they, what they're what they going to be, I think, this year. You know, you mentioned this, the, the Ravens. I don't know, man. Like watching the way Philly came back in that game. Granted, there was a terrible call, which we'll talk about at some point. And then I think early on we were like, oh, man, look how much Lamar Jackson's progress as as a pocket passer. I don't know. I'm I'm just not seeing it yet. I think it may be a slower progression than most realize. Um, He does some good things at times, but there's other times where I'm like, man, he's he's I don't want to say trying to do too much, but. Like there's like the little sidearm, you know, angle he throws from sometimes. I'm just like, uh, you don't really need to, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just
5: it's Bernie Kozar. What's wrong with that? But, Matt well, when Bernie was doing
4: that, he was at the end of his career. So it's a little bit different. You know, this is the beginning of a guy who's been a league MVP and he's trying to figure out how to be the league MVP again. And, and I just think there's times when you see him miss throws and you're, I, I'm, I'm looking at it going, well, that's not because his feet weren't properly set or it should have been where he was going with the football. Or even that there was pressure, that's just a missed throw. It's it's a mechanically poor motion and throw, and that's why he was off. And I, I think you see that a few times throughout the course of the game. And you know he could clean it up. Like he's good enough to be able to fix it, clean it up. But sometimes he kind of drops that ball down and throws a little sidearm. And and the first thing is he's not the tallest guy, so it, it allows guys to knock the ball out the line of scrimmage. And then the other thing is sometimes the ball just dies. It, it doesn't even get to where it's going, which happened at least once today.
5: They're clearly not as good as last year, Baltimore.
4: No. Clearly no. Not. I mean, they're de- defensively they're not, and then offensively they're not as dominant.
5: The easy thing, and you would know this better than anybody, but the easy thing to say is, well, teams are just figuring them out. Is it that? Is, is it that, or is it just that they're not playing as well as they did last year?
4: Um, it, it could be that. I think. I think it's... I think it's a combination of things. So like, I, I think it's in part their defense, not being what they were last year. I think p- teams are starting to get a sense of what Greg Roman wants to do with this offense. Uh, I, I don't even know it's all on Lamar. I mean, I don't think their offensive lines playing as well as, as it did last year. So th- that's, that's usually how it works. You got to keep growing and adapting as an NFL team. Uh, and I think they're look, they don't have to be playing their best football right now. I mean, that's the good thing for Baltimore. They're yeah. one of the best teams in the NFL Agreed. and they're still not playing their best. And and, and ultimately, it doesn't matter anyway because this team is a playoff team. It's really going to come down to what they do once they get in the playoffs. Because last year, they were the best team in the regular season. But unfortunately, it didn't matter once they got the playoffs. That's what they've got to figure out. And they've got still a lot of games left to be played to get to that point.
5: Well, and you can argue Lamar Jackson's two worst games as a pro were playoff games. Yeah. He was he was bad in both of those games. He was so bad in the first that that Ravens fans were cheering for Joe Flacco to come in. Like that's how he was that bad he was in the first. You can go back and watch that Titans Ravens game in the postseason last year. They weren't close. That game wasn't even as close as as, as people would make it out to be, or as, even as a score would say. Early interception. Tennessee dominated that game. After that, I just and we were kind of talking a little bit about this off the air. The one thing that. That I, I I hope people can actually put this into the p- proper perspective because there's such a value placed on Super Bowls and I get it you know the best team Super Bowls greatness all of that stuff. If Lamar Jackson never wins a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens, I think people will look at that as of right now. If you ask a Ravens fan, hey, if you never win a Super Bowl uh, with Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, is it a failure? I would I would venture to guess the answer would be yes, and I totally disagree. I think they're going to win a ton of games with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. I have no idea how he's going to turn into a passer later on but I think they're at least going to be in the mix and be in the conversation for a long long time and as a fan that's all you can ask for. There's so much luck that's involved with Super Bowls and things that have to go your way. If he never gets to that elite level, I don't think it means that he's not an elite quarterback I just think that there's different circumstances and things happening. It's the Patrick Mahomes era, all of that stuff. I still look at Lamar Jackson. That guy's a franchise as quarterback, even if he never really figures out how to work from the pocket, as a lot of people have said that he hasn't been able to, I I, I look at him and I still think they're gonna win a ton of games there with him as quarterback.
4: A Oh, no, they're gonna win a ton of games. By the way, we need to stop making it about just one position. Like I, I know it's the most important, but there, it still takes an entire team. Yeah. I mean, it, as you see, if people are gonna make it about, you know, Patrick Mahomes and what he did last year in the fourth quarter to bring them back in the game. If he doesn't have Tyreek Hill, I don't know that they've got the ability to make that sort of big play yeah. to come back in that game. I don't know if their defense doesn't get the ball back and get some stops. It gives them the chance to get back in that game. So it's always a team effort, but we seem to only focus on the quarterback. Lamar Jackson's a hell of a quarterback. I really do feel like it's, it's, some of the pieces around him aren't as good as what it was a year ago.
5: Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeart Radio app. Uh, Coming up next here on FSR, uh, we are going to have a conversation about one team in the NFL that made a big, big decision, and it doesn't seem like it's really, really helped on one side of the ball. Find out who we're talking about next here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
3: Visit paramountplus.com/slash the shot to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
5: Oh God! My God, man! This was on your high school highlight tape.
4: No, this wasn't my highlight tape.
5: You ought to be ashamed of yourself.
4: That this, it was or wasn't.
5: Isn't this Hoopa uh, Stinks or whatever?
4: I, told, I said Crawling in the Dark, not oh, this song.
5: Whatever. Uh, same difference. Uh, all right. Brady it's, Quinn, Jonas Knox not. on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Um Coming up in, we'll call it uh, a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, more conversation in the NFL, problems with quarterback play. It, it, it's every single week we've got issues, Brady, in the National Football League. Uh, we will get into that here coming up uh, a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. We do want to tell you, though, Brady, on November 6th and 7th, the world's best thoroughbreds will compete in 14 exhilarating races worth $31 million in purses and awards at the Breeders' Cup World Championships. Learn more about the Breeders' Cup World Championships at breederscup.com slash 2020. Updating you on Sunday Night Football, uh, the San Francisco 49ers have a 14-6 lead over the L.A. Rams, a blocked extra point there, uh, thus the 14-6 score. Uh, So once again, uh, they're doing everything they can to make uh, this job that much more difficult for kickers in the NFL. Feel bad for them. It's terrible. it's terrible. Do you really happen. though? Yeah, it's
4: terrible. You did, honestly do feel bad for them.
5: Did you see the kicker getting into it with the uh, the was it the quarterback on Central Florida? Was that you? Yeah. See that
4: uh, no, that wasn't the quarterback. No, but but yeah, after he shanked the kick, um, <laughs> <laughs> this was amazing. It, so it was. It, it wasn't the quarterback. It was another player though. Uh, I think it was like what number twelve or something. <laughs> yes. I was. Well, first off, I mean, here's the thing. As a kicker, I, I get it. You're not really around the team at all. You're usually on your own kicking. You know, Everyone just basically expects you, go out there, do your job, make the kick when you're called upon, and then we don't want, we don't want to see you again, right? Yeah. That's usually how most, most teams handle a kicker. That's nice. Well, the problem is, is when he does miss, you know, you're ticked off. You're upset. And, and you want him to show some emotion too because you're ticked off about it, right? <laughs> And so the kid runs over the sideline, he spikes his helmet, which, look, it's kind of like the go-to move for like a spoiled Brad football player, but what's that going to do? It's Your equipment up. guys now probably got to fix the helmet. Your helmet might be jacked up now where either they can't use it or you know, someone's got to pick up the pieces from it just absolutely exploding on the sideline. And but but you want to make sure you showcase that you're upset you missed the kick. We get yeah. it. We all watched you miss you know miss it. A lot of people who maybe had some money on that game, considering what the line was, <laughs> uh might have been betting on that as well. So uh the the bottom line is I, I, I understand his frustration and I understand like kickers are in a tough spot. But spiking his helmet isn't going to change the outcome, and you know, getting into it with another player—it's a fight you're most assuredly going to lose. So you might as well just go back to practicing into your net if if you want to actually earn the wow. respect of of your teammates.
5: So dismissive of that position—that's that just—it's a terrible. What
4: you you're the you one do. who started this whole conversation. Listen, I'm
5: just—I'm just saying, you know, there's there are people. Uh, they they do their job, and when they make the kick, it they hey. Big deal, you did your job. When they miss, all right, get a couple of more guys in on Tuesday. we got to have some tryouts. Just, you know, it's a tough spot to be
4: in. doesn't really saying. work like that in college, but sure, yeah. All right.
5: Uh, Brady Quinn, uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so. The Tennessee Titans win again, uh, a shootout against the Houston Texans where defense was optional. Um, Romeo Cornell, now the head coach, uh, your former head coach, Romeo Cornell, uh, now with the uh, Houston Texans there after they decided to get rid of Bill O'Brien. And so um, defensively, Houston's a disaster. Uh, Tennessee, all of a sudden, they've got their own problems when it comes to defense. Uh, Deshaun Watson in the second half just went off uh, for throwing, I think it was four touchdowns in that game. But the conversation in this game after the fact has now turned to the decision that Romeo Cornell made. Um, the Texans were up 36-29 to with under two minutes left to go. Romeo Cornell went for two. So, So there was an opportunity to go to kick the extra point and make it an eight point game or to go for two and put it out of reach. He elected to go for two. He was not successful. He was asked about this afterwards because, obviously, Tennessee went down. They scored, then went into overtime and scored again, and Tennessee won the game. Romeo Cornell was asked about this afterwards. Here was his response.
3: Well, I wanted to go ahead and, and get the two points. I felt like that, that would kind of put it out of reach for them. If we had gotten it, we would have been in much better shape. Uh, as it turned out, we didn't get it. And then with the touchdown and the extra point, they tied it up, and then we were in overtime. And then we didn't perform in overtime and they win the game.
5: Well, at least he was being truthful. Uh, but here, here's the thing. <laughs> well,
4: okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right.
5: He took a chance. They're, they're they're a bad football team. He took a chance. He wanted to put it out of reach. I, I I don't I don't have an issue with it. He want he thought all right, my defense is struggling. We can't get a stop apparently. So why not why not go for two and and force them to to have to go down uh, the field and try an onside or whatever they needed to do to try and win that game. But I had no issue with it. This is this whole hindsight 2020 where after the fact everyone wants to pretend it was a dumb decision. I've got no problem with him going for two in that spot at all.
4: Well, you shouldn't. I mean, in star because, like you're right, they are a bad football team. He's an interim head football coach, so what does he have to lose at this point? You know, he's trying to win a football game. And even the analytics crowd would tell you it was the right play. You know, you already were going to have to stop them scoring a a touchdown at that point. So why not go for two? Give yourself the chance to make it a two-score game. The game is over, but even if you don't get it, they still have to get a touchdown and convert the PAT, which nowadays the PATs is, you know, it's not a like given anymore. So, you know, that that by far and away is the least questionable decision. Now, you might get some websites out there that want to, you know, draw attention to it or question it because, you know, that's just that's just what they do. And they have a hard time dealing with, uh, you know, analytics and, and some of the data that would prove otherwise, even though they, they flip flop and they. Hey, let's just call it how it is. Yeah. Uh, pro football talk. Okay. Okay. Very
1: good. Very good.
4: They all would right, be good. the website that actually would be, you know, challenging coaches for not using analytics. Yeah. This is a space in which he actually applied it properly, and and yet now they're still giving him a hard time about it. it. It's it's unbelievable that website and how they just they never seem to ever just be like, yeah, actually, this was the right decision. This is why they just have to be critical and blame everything.
5: Look, if it, this is all about if they convert and they take the nine-point lead afterwards. The game's this over. Isn't, yeah, it's not even a conversation. Game's over. Yeah, we're talking about what a big win and on the road. He took a chance, and unfortunately, his defense let him down like they've let him down a lot this year, That's and and that's just been the story of the Houston Texans. Here's the other thing. I, I can't stand the overtime rules. I can't stand it. I, I, I really, really dislike, and the more that it happens, the more I dislike the fact that if you lose a coin flip, you potentially lose the entire game that, that it, it all comes down to whoever gets the ball first. If they score a touchdown, it's over. I think both time both teams should have an opportunity with possession of the football. I understand people want to speed the games up and all this other crap. Let's stop. Expand it to 15 minutes, make it a 15 minute quarter and let each side have an opportunity with the football. That's it.
4: I'm Done with deal. you. It, 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 by the way, forget about expanding it to 15 minutes if we have a tie ball game at the end of the 12, 15, 10, whatever the hell it is, just play, play longer. Like stop, stop this whole roost. Like you really care about player safety and and make this about us not having to deal with a tie at some point, someone's record. It's just absurd.
5: Yeah, I, I, uh, it, it really bothers me. The more I see it, the more it pisses me off. All right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app, and we do this all live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, all right, coming up next, um, there's a, a team in the NFL um, – Everybody said, oh, it's a quarterback, it's a quarterback, it's a quarterback. They got problems. They are not a good football team. How bad could this actually get for everybody involved? We'll dive into that next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, double barrel action, Mm -hmm. Sunday night football, Game 7 of the NLCS, and the man is Steve DeSager.
6: The Dodgers have tied up Game 7 against the Braves. As a matter of background, this is what happened a couple nights ago, Dodgers and Braves. Will Smith has hit it off. Will Smith. A three-run shot. That's right. The catcher named Will Smith for the Dodgers that night hit a three-run homer for the lead in the sixth. They wound up beating the Braves, and that long ball was off a reliever named Will Smith The kid, the catcher, came up with two outs here in the bottom of the third and delivered again a two-run single to tie. It's 2-2 L.A. and Atlanta, bottom of the third on Fox. Tonight's game also on FS1. Notable that the Dodgers tie it because the rookie first-rounder, Ian Anderson, is the Braves' Game 7 starter. In the playoffs, he had gone about 18 innings without allowing a run and 24 strikeouts. The Dodgers have left two on just now to end the third inning. So it's a 2-2 game. Dodgers and Braves and Anderson is thrown 74 pitches in his first three innings tonight. In the NFL game in the Bay Area, it's 49ers 14-6 over the Rams. About two minutes left in the first half. The Rams, down 14-0, did score in the second quarter. Jared Goff, 10-yard touchdown pass to Robert Woods, but the extra point was blocked. San Francisco quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, 13-14 of passing, 191 yards and two touchdowns in the first half so far. And Raheem Mostert on 14 carries, 58 yards Rushing already. Tampa Bay, a 38 10 winner against Green Bay. The Packers' offense on 12 drives had 13 first downs. Aaron Rodgers, two interceptions, including a pick six, sacked four times. Miami shut out the Jets 24 0. The Jets are 0 6. This was the first shutout in the league this season, and the Bucks now will acquire defensive tackle Steve McClendon from the Jets. Tennessee in overtime beat Houston 42-36. Pittsburgh also 5-0 like the Titans. Pittsburgh beat up Cleveland 38-7. Next Sunday, Tennessee hosts Pittsburgh, but according to our Jay Glazer, the Titans fear that tackle Taylor Lewan tore an ACL today. Baltimore and Indianapolis with wins. That Baltimore victory was 30-28 at Philadelphia. Miles Sanders of the Eagles on Nine carries, had 118 yards, but left with a knee injury. He'll have an MRI tomorrow. Don't forget two NFL games on Monday, starting with Kansas City at Buffalo on Fox TV tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Joey Logano was the NASCAR winner at Kansas. Updating again, Dodgers Braves 2-2 to the fourth inning of Game 7 of the NLCS and approaching the two-minute warning in the Bay Area. 49ers 14-6 over the Rams. Back to you.
5: Thank you, Steve. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Very uh, very upbeat, Steve, to say during that update for some
4: reason. Well, he's excited about it. like looks like mean, the Dodgers, you know, tying it up. Yeah.
5: Excited? Of, what do you mean? Like, Do you think that he's a fan of the Dodgers or something?
4: Is I think most mean? people who live in L.A., oh. if they're baseball fans, they're <laughs> fans of the Dodgers. Okay, I was just wondering. I, I don't imagine they're Atlanta Braves fans, and I don't imagine they're overly indifferent.
5: I mean, I just, you know, I was wondering. you just seemed really, really excited, really upbeat. In
4: that yeah, who wouldn't here. be, man? Come on, the Dodgers have been knocking on the door. You don't want them to go to the World Series?
5: But uh, this half World Series? I mean, come on. Oh, here we go. Half a ring. What, what, it's like? Either ring's going to look like the Phantom of the Opera mask. I mean, come on. Who wants that?
4: Get How would that even here. stay on your finger?
5: exactly so why would you want it you know you go you, you go to the you go to the store you buy one shoe i mean come on it's fraudulent <laughs> it's a fraudulent setup sorry somebody's got to tell the truth around here brady all right that's that's all i'm trying to which do Which surely isn't
4: you but uh, yeah, spe- sure.
5: <laughs> speaking of which um live bet jesus has sent out Oh, a tweet. here we go i'm just saying i i'm not i'm not trying to stir every up. Time. every I'm, time i'm i'm just saying live bet jesus has sent out a tweet that's all. That's all I'm pointing out. He has sent out a tweet, and so that means that he most likely is going to be making a pick uh, coming up in about 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So, and he's been red hot lately. He has been hot. I mean that 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 is a fact. Uh, all right, Brady Quinn. What the hell's going on with the Minnesota Vikings?
4: I mean, it's not as simple as just saying that <laughs> you know Dalvin Cook's not there, so they're not good even though it kind of feels like that. <laughs> like, I mean, as soon as he left the gavers of Seattle Seahawks, their offense fell apart. Um, it's like they, they can't do anything if that guy's not there. Uh, defensively, they're young. And I, I think there, it was going to be an uphill battle, especially going up against Julio. Uh, and it has been an uphill battle this year. But it's, it's, it's getting concerning. Like, I think if you're Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman, and if you're looking at the fact that they both signed extensions yeah. before this season... I don't know about that, man. I mean, it's (laughs) like, tell me me what's worked. Like, like what has worked over the past few years with decisions that they've made that have gotten them closer to a Super Bowl? They've only literally continued to take steps back, and now they're to a point where they're not even competitive versus a team that's already fired their head coach and is having a hard time Mm -hmm. winning football games and stopping anyone. And on the flip side, somehow... They, they just score all over you, and you make you make their defense look like it's the 85 Bears. The entire thing was a flipped on its script today. I don't know if it's Cousins. I don't know if it's the offensive line struggling or Dalvin Cook not being there. I mean, it's hard to put your finger on what exactly it is, and I think that leads you to think it's a whole lot of things right now, and that's why they're having a hard time fixing it.
5: Uh, do you believe in uh, misdirected anger when somebody has an outburst about something else, but really there's a deeper issue?
4: Right? Oh, you like, mean like uh, Greg Williams throwing Adam Gase under the bus? You know,
5: well, something like that. You know, that. That that would be very – and by the way, wow, excellent poll. Uh, that is that is an excellent poll. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would just love to see those guys at happy hour together. I would love to be a part of that conversation, Adam Gase and Greg Williams. But here's why I say that. Before the season – one of the coaches who was most vocal about no fans being allowed into games was Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer made it a point to say, well, you know, we think I think it's unfair. It's an unfair advantage that some stadiums could have it and some stadiums can't. And I remember hearing that and I just thought, why is that even being a discussion at this point? Like, why, why? Of of all the things that you could that you could complain about, why would that be a discussion at this point? And I just wondered if maybe Mike Zimmer had some serious concerns about his team, and maybe that was a little bit of misdirected anger, because you and I talked about this, and, and this was before they signed the contract extensions to where we thought. Look, how long is this leash for Mike Zimmer and the Vikings? If they, if, you know, it's, they've taken, as you pointed out, steps back. If not for a, a fluke, lucky touchdown uh, that we were on the air for, they don't win that game against New Orleans. And they haven't really gotten close. They, they won a playoff game last year, but then they got to San Francisco and got blowtorched. And you and I talked about this and said, yeah, this could be the end of the road for Mike Zimmer and, uh, um, Uh, general manager, uh, not Chris, Rick Spielman. And then all of a sudden, like two weeks later, they signed contract extensions. And we made a joke about it. Well, it shows what we know. Yet here we are, and I'm wondering to myself, is this bad enough to where the organization says, hey, guys, about those contract extensions, uh, we're going to go ahead and move in a different direction because this isn't working. And it doesn't appear to be getting any better. The defense is totally regressed. And I don't know unless you've got enough around him that Kirk cousins is a guy that's going to be able to pull a Carson Wentz and just keep you in games based on how he plays they're in trouble. And I just wonder how much longer this is going to go for Mike Zimmer and company.
4: I think there's a lot of people wondering that, right? I mean, it's in all seriousness, like how much longer can you go on with, with it looking like this, as far as the fans go, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Right. Like him, being concerned about them not being good so he doesn't want fans like, no, no
5: no no. my point is the fact that that was even on uh, that he was even talking about that like why would that even be to me it was he well,
4: recognized... there's a number of there's a number of coaches who talked about it because they felt like it might give certain teams a competitive advantage listen it was we were in the middle of a pan-
5: pandemic i needed something to talk about on the overnights what you yeah no no, no. i i, I get you know it
4: you're, you're trying to make more of it than yes. it is we'll, we'll, let's get to the real point okay i think their team has probably and their and, and him and in particular has been impacted as much as anyone because their defense has been impacted by not having a a fan fan base there you know not having a full stadium in minnesota as loud as that place is as a dome it gives their uh, their pass rush it gives their secondary you know a huge advantage in an offense not having an opportunity to communicate as well on the road so that's clearly played itself out, and it's definitely hurt their team this year. Like, that's one of the things where I think when you look at, you know, so many offenses having so much success on the road, I don't care if it's NFL or college, it's the absence of fans. So it's impacted them. But look, you know, Kevin Stefanski is no longer there as their play caller. It's Gary Kubiak. Maybe there's some struggles there with how he sees, you know, calling plays and. Uh, trying to get Justin Jefferson, a rookie, to replace what they had in Stephon Diggs. I mean, that, that, that's a big piece missing that I don't think people understand. Thiel not the same player, and Jefferson's not anywhere near close to what Stephon Diggs was last year, or has been this year for the Bills. So they're missing a piece there. And then you look at their defense, and it just look. I, I, bottom line is um, they 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 missed Hunter. They miss Hunter. You know they let, they let Everson Griffin walk, and and it is what it is. Like that's just a defense that's in a big state of transition. Some of the draft picks didn't work out, and and now they're in a season where they need Kirk Cousins and this offense to put up a bunch of points like everyone else. And unfortunately, it just ain't happening.
5: Okay, the record shows it, but I want to ask you because you saw Detroit up close and personal when you called their game against Arizona. Is Minnesota the worst team in that division?
4: Right now, yes. Like, think about. I, I I haven't had a chance to to break them down, but in comparison to the other three teams that I've got to watch a lot more, uh, I I can't imagine it's as as close. They're like, now
5: they're four games out of first already.
4: Right, right. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. And and look, <laughs> I mean, they've got to figure out how to fix it. And that's the hard part. With you know the the limitations put on workouts, it's hard even to get guys into your facility to work them out. You know, you've got to be able to find a way. Of just making that switch, like making that transition, and it's—I think it's really, really hard to get guys to be able to do that. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens, but it does not look good right now.
5: Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next here on FSR, this man has been hotter than a firecracker. Live Bet G, and I don't even know if it's a man, to be honest with you, so maybe that's an inappropriate thing to say, but Live Bet Jesus will be with you next here to try and make you money to get you filthy rich on a Sunday night on a scale of one to 10. How excited are you, Brady Quinn?
4: Not at all. So great talk. I guess a zero or a negative if I, okay. if I could.
5: A great talk. Mr. Positivity, Brady Quinn, Live Bet Jesus is next. Uh, why are we playing the soundtrack to your highlight tape from high school? What what's
4: what are we? I'm doing? not making these requests, or I do not okay. put this on me.
5: This this feels like you wanting to take a trip down memory lane. So you're so you're making them play bad music.
4: No, I, I think I think what they're doing is they're attempting to try to uh, avoid the fact that you just had a tremendous read. During that last uh, commercial break, there. I mean, it, I, it was it was so good. I didn't even know it was you for a second. I was like, this this sounds way too good to be Jonas. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Check your text in a couple minutes. Uh, all right, Brady Quinn, uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Live Bet Jesus should be making an appearance here coming up momentarily, Brady Quinn. I have no idea what he's going to bet on, uh, but he did send out a a note earlier. Live Bet Jesus uh, should be making uh, – I mean, this should be happening at any point uh, here. usually happens around like a minute or so left in the segment. I mean, not that I know or that it's planned out or scheduled, but usually that's how that thing works. Uh, also – That's
4: weird. That sounded like you were basically providing <laughs> – uh, our, our studio crew uh, a, a forewarning of when exactly live bed jesus is, is supposed to arrive well so you can get in his bed which i'm curious a lot of things going on sunday night football we, we obviously have the uh and, and, and uh, NLCS, right, with yeah. the, uh, the Braves and Dodgers. A lot of things you could kind of go. Yeah. Which, which direction do you think he's leaning towards?
5: I, I have no idea. I mean, this is mm. a football show. Yeah, we weird. do majority football, 99% oh, okay. football here. So I would, I would
4: Ooh, assume it's there's going to be a live but... line then on the Rams. Yeah,
5: I mean, like that. yeah. I mean listen, that's, I mean, and, and I have no idea. It's, it's all very uh, up in the air. I'm not really sure exactly what, he's, what direction he's going to go. Uh, you and I, in about 10 minutes from now, though, are going to have a conversation about something that needs to be brought back to the NFL. Oh. Something needs to be brought back to the NFL. Uh, and people uh, people can can dislike it all they want. They can, they can complain about it all they want. But we were better off with it, and I think they need to bring it back in the NFL, uh, Brady Quinn. So we will get to that here uh, coming up in uh, about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Um, so let me just ask you. You're the New York Jets, okay? You're picking number one in the draft. But you've got Sam Darnold are you taking Trevor
4: Lawrence? Um, Who's the head coach? Who's the general manager? Let's just... No, 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 no. You can't ask that question if you don't know the circumstances around the organization.
5: Okay, so let me... Okay, so let me give you a couple of different options. Adam Gase is gone, but Joe Douglas is the general manager.
4: Yeah, he would easily just say, I'm going to go ahead and you know trade sam darnold and draft trevor lawrence he's a huge prospect he's a can't miss prospect and you know he wasn't a part of the sam darnold drafting in the first place so he has no ties to him you get what you can for him and if you're in the spot to take trevor lawrence you take trevor lawrence
5: okay adam gase is still the head coach joe douglas still the general manager
4: yeah that's the tougher one because I think there's to some degree a thought that well Adam Gates might have you know taken the job thinking that all right I've got this guy Sam Darnold and I feel like he can be uh, my quarterback of the future you know a if he's healthy and, and when he's able to be in there but the reality is you're probably still trading him and, and drafting Trevor Lawrence like I, I guess I'll just put it this way Trevor Lawrence is such a bulletproof prospect or just a no brainer that it, it's hard to think that every single team that had the chance to draft him wouldn't trade who they have or just draft him because he's that good of a prospect.
5: If the jets passed on Trevor Lawrence, they might have to leave the city. They they might honestly, they might contract the jets from the NFL. They would not be able to survive that they can survive, butt fumbles, they can survive all the other mess that has been the New York jets. Uh, and by the way, I'm not going to sit here and put it all on Adam Gase. That organization has been a mess for a long time. Um, they would not survive if Trevor Lawrence is sitting there on the table, passing on Trevor Lawrence and continuing to go with Sam Darnold. I, 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 just, I, I don't see how they, how they get away with that. And, it, and they appear to be the worst team in the NFL by, by a long ways. They look like clearly the worst team in the NFL, and it looks more and more like they're going to be picking at the top spot. And so it does bring up an interesting conversation. And the parallel that people want to make is maybe Arizona and what they did with Kyler Murray, and and they drafted Josh Rosen. But that was all about the relationship between uh, uh, um, Kyler Murray and how he would fit in, in Kingsbury's offense that led to that. If this is general manager in place had nothing to do with Sam Darnold, I just find it hard to believe that he would just continue to roll with Sam Darnold if Trevor Lawrence was sitting there on the table. I just don't see how it happens.
4: Yeah, I, I think you're making it a much more uh, complicated, you know, answer to a question that actually is. I mean, just he's he's that good of a prospect. Like I, I don't know, I, I would even venture to say like Andrew Luck was was Andrew Luck like this young man. Has been on the national stage as a true freshman and has been phenomenal every single step of the way. And and I I would venture to say he's even, maybe, an even better athlete than, than Andrew Luck is. So if Andrew Luck was like what you're holding him to as far as. The prospect or the evaluation—I would say he's even better than that. And so, if teams were tanking for him, like the Colts did, uh, I don't necessarily know that anyone's tanking for him. But I, but I do think he's going to be that that number one overall pick, regardless of, of what uh, what quarterbacks on the roster of that team.
5: Nobody. Oh my God. Jesus. All right, Brady. Uh, just all right. Calm down here. Everybody, just take a, take a breath. Relax. Everybody, just breathe. Uh, the lights are completely out in the studio, Brady. I can't see anything. I don't even. I can't even see you. Where are you? Are you? Oh, are you still the pumpkin patch? All right, never mind. We'll, we'll forget about all that. Uh, Brady Quinn, uh, there's a piece of paper falling down onto the desk here at Fox Sports Radio. I want you to know this is all on the up and up, right? I want you to... This is... It's your receipt from the pumpkin patch. $227. It is tonight, on the 18th of October, 2020, that I Live Bet Jesus proclaim the pick to be... The 49ers, minus eight and a half. How about that, Brady
4: Quinn? Um, minus eight that, and a half. That sounds like a reasonable bet. That's he a number I, one. Number yeah, I can't might. relate to.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
5: So there is something in the NFL that I think needs to be brought back. A lot of people are going to be upset about it. They didn't like it to begin with, but I think we are lacking without it. And we'll get into that here coming up in just a couple of moments. That guy right over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can always hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in this program. We always appreciate you spending time with us here on a beautiful, beautiful sunday evening and we do it all live from the geico fox sports radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote my man brady quinn
4: jonas i just i'm so excited for this last hour where we've got sunday night football i've got a feeling that maybe the rams are going to be able to come back in this one and then the flip side the uh, the dodgers a lot, a lot of la sports talk right now but uh, excited about the chances of maybe going yeah. to a World Series, man. It, yeah. it could be big. Could be fun. I know. I know. DeSager is. I know. Steve's excited. Oh yeah. I mean, come
5: on. Everybody get in line. You should. You'd should be part of the L.A. media out here. Unbelievable. Does anybody? In just, the LA well, media
4: think about it. Look at the Lakers. won, If the Dodgers, you know, went to the World Series and won, then all of a sudden you just, got the Rams are looking good. I'm just saying,
5: man. A bunch of half championships are celebrating. Unbelievable. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's dive into this if we could, if you don't mind. Um, there was the Baltimore Ravens beating the Philadelphia Eagles and the Bears beating the Panthers. Both of those games had something in common. Both of them had atrocious pass interference penalties called. I mean, egregious, especially the one between the Bears and Panthers was awful. And I find myself in the moment saying, Oh my God, well, that's coming back. They're not, no, oh, that's right. We got rid of that. And no, no, those can no longer be reviewed because that was sabotaged last year by people who didn't want it to begin with. So this continues to be a problem. And I understand that it didn't, it functionally, it didn't work. And it was a mess last year. And I have my opinions on it. I think it was intentionally a mess because nobody wanted it to begin with. They just did it to try and appease Saints fans who are upset about, uh, you know, that blown call in the NFC title game. But here we are, man, these are huge plays in games. These are bailout plays for a lot of, for a lot of quarterbacks and a lot of teams. And I'm looking around going, can nobody see that this is an issue, that this is having a major impact on some of these games? And for whatever reason, we can't at least just come to the conclusion that maybe it is best on a high-impact play like that, something that's really going to have an effect on these games, that there's got to be a way that we can review these again. they got to bring back PI reviews. I'm telling you it has to happen, and I'm tired of it.
4: Well, look, I think ultimately they're looking for a – you know, a solution to the entirety of it. And, and whether that's, you know, that Sky Judge we always talk about, having the opportunity to go back and look at every play, then your concern is pace of play, uh, especially considering how long sometimes it takes to look at some of the stuff. So I think there's a little bit of a concern there. Uh, only doing it at certain points in the game, I think that's an issue too. If you're only doing it in the final, you know, two minutes, five minutes, right, of each 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 half, I'm not sure that's good enough or that's going to satisfy it. Um, because, you know, some of these are game-changing plays. Now, granted, the, the ones we're kind of pointing out, like Jalen Johnson, the defensive pass interference that was that was called on him the Bears game, that was awful. It was absolutely atrocious. Uh, going to the Baltimore-Philly game. Like, I, I don't know what you tell Marcus Peters, okay? <laughs> That's not <laughs> pass <Yeah>. interference. <laughs> that, like, that, like, that is perfect textbook uh, defensive back play. And yet the officials call it. I mean, and it bails out Philly. It kept them in that football game. There's a lot of people right now who may have had the Baltimore Ravens who were scheduled to at least have a better shot at covering that game that didn't. And they're choking on their cigarette now because some (laughs) official thought he saw something that he didn't see. So, you know, would bringing back that rule fix it? No, because it it has to be so clear and obvious, which I even think in these cases it would have been. But the hard thing is, is I think they're subjecting their own officials to more scrutiny, um, and I think they want to find a more per- permanent solution moving forward instead of what we saw last year. Now, where I become more concerned is is when you start seeing, um, you know, some of, these, some of these DPIs that are ticky tack, or there's not much there. It leads me to think that, like, that's what this league wants. That's what the NFL is pushing for, and in part because. Look, they've got an invested interest in DraftKings yeah. and fantasy football and everything else, higher scoring, more points. That's what they want to see. That's what drives revenue. That's what continues to keep them going. I think that's part of the reason, too, why you know a lot of times they pump up uh, you know offensive-minded coaches because they want those guys as the head coaches. They want the, the best offensive minds as those guys out there. That's why the rules are set up, and that's why there's certain – you know, certain uh, holding or defensive PI. Those things are emphasized now.
5: Yeah, I, I and for people out there that are saying, "Oh, you crazy! Uh, who cares about the gamblers?" And well, the NFL does. That's why they've got all these deals that are coming in. All the money that's coming in from gambling sites and gambling sponsors. Man, look, it, this is going to happen, and I'm telling you this right now. Within two to three years, while everybody's talking about, um, you know, our fans are going to come back to stadiums. That's going to go two to three years from now. You know what else is going to be in stadiums? betting booths at majority of NFL stadiums. I'm telling you right now, that's going to happen. Fantasy football is a form of gambling. Fantasy football is huge for the NFL. It's, it's what, in my belief, is in large part why the NFL has had this explosion over the past several years. So these things are important, and those are game-changing plays. I just I don't understand why we can't come up with a system in which we can, in a in a timely way – look at a play on in both of those games and just get it right. I'm not saying you have to review everything. I'm not saying we got to review holding penalties. This these are impact ga- plays in games that could determine outcomes, could determine jobs. and I don't know why we were so quick to move off of it when I think the idea behind it was right, but the the way they tried to execute it was so poorly done last year. I just I, w- I wish they would figure out a way to bring it back.
4: I don't think it's the way they tried to execute it. I think what they realized was the penalty in the call itself is, is somewhat subjective. They implemented a rule to do away with egregious mistakes. So we all get that. But they implemented a rule that then allowed for like all this gray area, like all these calls where, all right, like, was it or was it not DPI or OPI, I guess in this case. The other issue is, do you have a camera angle? To either confirm or overturn it, that becomes an issue too. Because not all these games have the same amount of cameras. That's what you have to understand: is, is these Which networks, is something
5: you've pointed that out to me. Which is something I don't think a lot of people realize.
4: No, I mean, there's especially some of the the non prime time, like the one o'clock kicks on, on a on a Sunday, or depending on the matchup and what point in time in the year, you know, you don't have many cameras, and so you're not going to have great angles to be able to confirm or overturn a call, and so that makes it more difficult. Again, the the league or the officials in this case, they're relying on you as a TV network to provide those angles. And so if you don't have it, then you're not going to be able to provide them a solution. And so that really didn't work out. I think the hard part was is from game to game, crew to crew, it becomes inconsistent and it becomes very subjective. And then when you add on top of that a review system that was just as inconsistent, uh, I think they had to pivot. And they got to a point in the season where they made it so hard, so hard, to either throw a flag if one wasn't yep. or be able to pick it up and overturn it that they were trying to deter coaches from even trying it. 100%. And, and that's the hard part is, is we got to that point where we're like, all right, this isn't going to last, and it doesn't solve the problem that we have either. So that's the hard part about everything right now.
5: Well, and, and you also saw coaches just sort of give up towards the end. Like, what's the point? They're like, not, they nothing's going to change. There were there were uh, times when it was challenged. Coach threw, threw a challenge fan, a flag. They looked at it, and there was nothing done about it. When it was obvious that, okay, and their excuse that they would give was, like you said, the gray area that was involved with it. I just, I see plays like that, and I go, there's got to be something that we can do about it. Because in, in both of those games, that could be, and, and I th- and I look. I'm not. I'm not saying that this, but I threw this out to you before we went on the air, and I just said, man, I wouldn't be surprised if if wide receiver coaches are teaching receivers, hey, how to how to buy a pass interference penalty. Now that they're not reviewing it, all you gotta hope is that you get the call and then figure it out from there. I I, I mean, there's there's times to where a quarterback should just throw the ball deep and try and work that def- that DB into a PI call, and he's gonna pick up twenty thirty yards. Belichick's brought this up. He said. 15 yards. It should be like college. Make it a 15 yard penalty. And the more that this, and I didn't like it at first, but the more that this stuff, because that feels like a bailout for DBs, but the more that this stuff happens, if you're not going to have review, I, I'm all for it. Make it 15 yards and I'll forever hold my peace. But I just think the way they're handling it now is wrong.
4: I think you've got to do a couple things, though, if you do that, because at the end of games, that's where you're going to get DBs mugging receivers. Oh, yeah. Right, like they're going to get beat, they're going to tackle the guy. Like, 100%. And the problem is, is uh, like everyone at the college level, they're like, well, they don't do it at the college level. It's like, well, it's in part because of A-House spread out the field as on the college level. And actually they do from time to time, at least attempt to or try to, especially in end-of-game scenarios. They definitely try to do that. So it's tough. Like if you went to an automatic first down of 15, I think the other thing you'd have to do – is you'd have to put the time on the clock back up, like for that for that scenario. Yeah, where that's true. Yep. However long the play took, you know, you're not going to allow the defense to use it to their advantage. Not only are they are you going to get them the free 15 yards, they go back to the exact time they had when that down occurred, and they roll that clock back to say, to, to give the offense back that time. And, and I think that prevents a little bit too. The defense from being able to take advantage of it only being fifteen yards. Whereas when you go back to that Baltimore Philly one, I mean that's the one that was like egregious, just because it was like a sixty yard bomb that went through, and like Peterson, the receiver, I forget who it was, but they were like waiting on it. They were both standing there, both trying to make a play on the football, and it, it literally flipped the field position just in that one throw, that one call.
5: Here's the thing: this is how this is how unbelievable pass interference penalties are. If you maim a quarterback, I mean if you spear him and remove his jaw his jaw from his body. I mean you just you light him up, you get penalized 15 yards. But if you touch a receiver 60 yards down the field, you get penalized 60 yards. It doesn't make sense. Like none of it makes sense. That's why I look at that and I go and you brought it up. If you're a gambler and you had Baltimore, my, and I think you were talking about you had a Philly plus 10 or something like that in your pool. I don't know where you got that line. Uh, I do my stuff on Wednesdays. So I don't know where, where, where you, you got that. I think
4: I told you actually eight, so I'm okay. not really sure. Yeah, uh, yeah.
5: But, but, none, but if, you're, if you are a gambler, the second you see that flag get thrown, that's it. Like, that's it. Now you've got to reevaluate how you're going to eat. Like, now it changes what's going to happen the rest of your life. You should not be awarded 60 yards on a deep ball, and the player not catch it. To me, it should be, here. In fact, I'll make this rule. How about this? And you, you, you talk to Dean Blandino. By the way, get your notes in. You talk to Dean Blandino. You tell Dean Blandino I said this. When he gets off Jerry Jones's party bus in Oxnard, you tell him I said this. Here's how you handle this. 15-yard penalty for pass interference, but if the receiver catches it, place the ball at the spot of the foul. Just like that. Just like that, Brady, you got to work for it. You want that marking. You want that much yardage. You got to work for it. If he catches it, spot foul, if not 15 yards. What do you say? Um,.
4: I mean, isn't that what you'd do anyway? Like, would you decline the penalty in that case?
5: Yeah, that's a fair point. Didn't think about that. All right, but never I mean, but that you know was I mean. by
4: far and away the dumbest piece right, okay, that we've but, ever no. had between. Like, what, what do you think the team would do? Okay, why, that's a good why point. Why would they accept the penalty I didn't think that. Then?
5: Yeah, you're right. You know what? Uh, can we take that off the podcast? I didn't think that all the way through. Uh, I mean, are you go, serious let's move right, that right now? that off the podcast? Uh, I didn't think that all the way through. Yeah, you're right. Aaron Judgment. All right? Aaron Judgment. <laughs>
4: I want? mean, the way you presented that, I mean, and the way you went after Dean Blandino, I, I know. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to send this clip to him and cut it up and send it to him just because you were such on your high horse I was. talking down the Dean yeah, Blandino I was. and little did you realize you had no clue what you were talking yeah, about.
5: I was really feeling myself there. And then, uh, and then just walked right into a nut shot on, on live radio. Hey, you know what though? I'll own it. Brady. That's all right. I'll own it and I'll make sure it gets I'll get uh, it gets released from the uh, podcast. Yes. Not not a uh, not a high spot for this show. Uh, By the way, if you heard that uh, we were just messing around, I was just fooling around. I didn't actually mean that. I knew what I was talking about. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. It is Slappy Sundays here on FSR uh, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, two people in the NFL are blaming one thing for a bad loss on Sunday and you'll hear from both of them. That's next here on Fox Sports. Pound for pound, best nuts in the world.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you?
5: He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, hang out with us as always on the I Radio app. Coming up uh, bottom of the hour, uh, about uh, 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we're going to have another edition of Over Unders where Brady Quinn and myself tell you what is going to happen in the days ahead in the world of sports. That'll be coming up here uh, in about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, updating you on Sunday night football between the rams and the 49ers the rams offense still trying to uh to to get up on track here still trying to get something together Uh, i don't even know if cooper cup has a catch at this point Uh, i know they just tried a deep ball to him and that didn't go well but 40 the 49ers have a 21-9 lead over the la rams a bounce back performance by your guy jimmy g and kyle shanahan brady quinn how about
4: that yeah which was as to be expected right i mean look he didn't look healthy uh you know moving around. I don't necessarily know that you could directly correlate that with some of the throws or decisions uh from from last week's game, but he looks much more comfortable. He looks much more confident out there. And, and I think it's showing. And this this 49ers team is kind of flexing right now against the Rams team that's been really good so far this year, and I think the 49ers kind of making a little bit of a statement here in prime time.
5: Here's you have you had a high ankle sprain before? Yeah. Okay. I heard they're a pain in the ass. That they did. yeah,
4: they're 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 hard to get to, um, kind of calm down and to feel comfortable with, and especially for a quarterback, because so much of throwing is like your base, and you also have to think about. It's not like you're just running forward and backwards, and, and you know, kind of that. Like dropping back is such an awkward motion, and like flipping your hips and you know, turning from under center. Like it, it's a lot of more change of direction, and so you kind of awkwardly are stepping. And that that feels even more uncomfortable, too, playing quarterback.
5: This is the part I don't understand. He plays last week. We're told the reason he was benched and playing poorly because the ankle was affecting him. Then during the week, they say that he's good to go and that his ankle feels as good as it's felt since he suffered the injury. How's that happen? He just played. So he hasn't been resting. He just played. So how big of a shot did they give him in his ankle to be able to play last week against the Dolphins? That's what I want to know. Okay? Somebody explain that to me. It doesn't make any sense.
4: It's, it's, it's usually tort I mean, if you want to be real, it's like tort is what you get. It makes you feel great right. for about three, four hours. Then after you, uh, after that wears off, you feel like I got hit by a car. Does it really um, feel but, that
5: good? Does it really feel? Yeah,
4: like- I mean, you no, know, it, it definitely takes away a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, you no, know, that's why I mean, look, but it's not good for you. Um, hence, hence how you feel afterwards about three or four year, four hours, you know, once it wears off. But uh, yeah, no, it's that would be that would be the shot that you'd get to make everything <laughs> feel better.
5: Um, all right. So uh, Brady Quinn. Uh, the Green Bay Packers got uh, hammered by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked about that earlier. Tom Brady bounce back game, some trash talk during the week, everybody making fun of Tom Brady for getting what down it was last time out. And so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they get down early, but they come back and, uh, and they hammer the Green Bay Packers. It was a bad game, bad performance all the way around. Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur spoke after the game, and they both – shared the same sentiments, and I want to find out from you whether or not you're buying this and what this week is going to look like for the Green Bay Packers. First, Aaron Rodgers following the blowout to Tampa Bay.
0: We just need to take a good look at uh,
4: you know, the way that sometimes our practice habits, a lot of times, you know, we, we talk about uh, practice preparation equals game reality as something that the Mets talked about since the first day he got here and you know, I don't think our uh you know our week of practice was that great you know offensively I don't feel like we had a good rhythm you know we went outside it was windy it was colder and and uh you know I don't think we practiced our best this week and obviously didn't play our best
7: tonight
5: okay so that was Aaron Rodgers here's Matt LaFleur's take on what went wrong following the loss
7: Our practice this past week was not up to our standard that, uh, you know, these guys have have developed over the last year and a half. And, you know, that, that's what happened today. You know, you you practice like crap and then you go out and play like crap.
5: What the hell is happening at practice? I mean, are guys walking around flipping each other with towels? Are they, uh, you know, are, are are they like, are they like, yeah, because arm-
4: everyone's out there running around naked in practice. With I'm just towels wondering. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jonas, that's I mean, what that, are they that, doing? that's how it works there in Green Bay.
5: What do yeah. they do? Armpit farts uh, to try and uh, distract Aaron <laughs> Rodgers? Like, what, what was, how bad is practice going to be this week for players on that team based on those two comments from the two key figures at the top of that Green Bay offense? It feels like it's going to be a miserable Miserable week of practice for those guys
4: well i mean look this isn't college this isn't high school you know so as far as miserable week of practice you're not getting punished the the loss is your punishment you know that that's the that's the sobering reality is you go out there no bull
5: in the ring no extra tackling (laughs) drills none of that no no you
4: can only hit once a week anyway you're going to be fully padded once a week during the the, uh nfl season i'm not even sure that that necessarily applies even for uh for this year so there's a couple interesting things. The thing I would just say is, look, it, it probably wasn't sharp mentally. There's probably a lot of mental errors, guys making mistakes, guys dropping balls, um, and, and guys just not hustling. Not, I mean, you can feel it. Like when you have a bad week of practice, or you start off a practice bad, you can feel it, and, and it's a tough. I mean, for for a player, for a starter, it's obviously doesn't help you build the confidence I think you'd like to have going into the game. And as a coach, it doesn't give you much confidence of what you're calling or what's going to happen is going to get executed well. So, you know, you could look at it that way and say, yeah, it was practice, but then you have the Tennessee Titans two weeks ago and, and they didn't practice for like two weeks and they rolled out there and they balled out. They actually bludgeoned. They beat the crap, the Buffalo bills. So, you know, look, I, I understand they want to make it about practice and more often than not, you know, preparation, you know, does lead to success. <laughs> But there is that one kind of glaring thing standing in their way of a team that, you know, didn't practice you know much over that two week period and looked great versus one of the better teams in the AFC.
5: And here, here's uh, here's the other part. They just came off a bye week, so guys must have really been dragging ass this week. I mean, it must have been really noticeable for that to be one of the go tos and and a common thread between both of those guys right after that game.
4: you know, here's the thing is, they were going to lose a game or two or, or, or a few this year. <laughs> yeah, no, this of This wasn't a 16-0 team. Of course. So, you know, that was part of my logic, too, by the way, in picking Tampa Bay, is when you look through their schedule, you're like, well, who's going to be that team like they're not going to be able to come back and beat? Well, this is one of them. And so, yeah, it, it worked out for Tampa Bay, Green Bay, whether it was their practice habits, whatever. But they weren't going to go 16-0 anyway, even as good as they've looked so far this year. So that, that comes along with the territory. I just think the one good thing that i take from that clip is when all the talk was how these two were going to get along, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, and they face adversity, right? This is is a loss, and this is something that you wouldn't have thought was going to happen after two weeks of prep coming off a bye. But they face adversity, and they're still on the same page. They're still speaking the same message. That's actually a good sign to me that these two aren't finger-pointing Or don't have any sort of conflicting back and forth through the media, as opposed to each other. Like I actually think this is a good thing for Green Bay.
5: Hey, what happened to uh, Brady's teammates? Are probably fed up with him yelling at him on national TV. What happened to that stuff? Like did that? Because well, you saw the clip
4: they had uh, had talking about Arians and and just the quote of you know barking at guys seems to get a little bit more attention than patting guys in the back. And that and that's one of the funniest things that I think is so true. Is for those people out there who are like, no. Nowadays, you've got to lead with positivity. Oh, and you've got to, you've got to, come you know. On, all man. that. It's like, no, dude. Because here's the problem: is that doesn't get someone's attention. Like, it just doesn't. It works sometimes, but not enough. And and, and look, more people are motivated for, through fear and then and, and and through that sort of you know coaching than they are through getting pats on the back. There's no doubt about it. Bruce Arians is that type of coach. Tom Brady's that type of player to be around and, and leader in that locker room. So that's not surprising.
5: It's heat of the moment, man. This stuff this stuff happens all the time. And, and if you've either been on a football team or you've grown up and had a bunch of uh, brothers or or had good friends, you guys get into a little bit of a skirmish. There's some some trash talk back and forth. And like an hour and a half later, you're over it. Like, you don't, you don't hold grudges. Like, you don't – like, my wife's got a friend. Uh, they argued about something on Facebook one time, and I don't think they've spoken for two years. Like, what? Like, that doesn't ha- – like, in, in football, this stuff happens all the time and guys are over it. This idea that everybody was speaking up for Jensen, the center, saying, oh, he he shouldn't be talked to like that. Man, he's fine. They've probably discussed it afterwards and everything's okay. Let's not turn it into a big deal like Tom Brady's being uh, being abusive to those guys on the sidelines. I just thought it was ridiculous They look like they were on the same page today. Everything seemed fine to me. I don't know. But what the hell do I know, Brady? Uh, All right. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, You can always hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app, and we do this live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next here on FSR. Brady Quinn, who's been bloviating about all his picks that he got right this week, he's going to continue that. He's going to tell you what's going to happen in the days ahead in the world of sports. That's next here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, stone cold Steve DeSager.
6: (laughs) Game seven of the National League Championship Series has been sensational tonight. It's on Fox TV with the top two seeds battling to see who goes to the World Series, which starts Tuesday on Fox. Tampa Bay won its game seven of the ALCS last Night. The Braves are leading 3-2 over the Dodgers, top of the six tonight. This is a battle of the top two scoring teams in all of baseball in the regular season. Boy, it's been exciting. The Braves, top of the fourth, ran themselves into a double play. Bottom of the fourth, Max Muncie of L.A. struck out with bases loaded to end the inning. Top of the fifth, right fielder Mookie Betts of the Dodgers saved a home run with a leaping catch at the wall. Bottom of the fifth, the Dodgers grounded into a double play to end the inning. L.A. had stranded runners every inning before that. 3-2 Braves, top of the sixth. Atlanta has not been to the World Series since 1999. Meanwhile, in the NFL, San Francisco is leading 21-9 over the rams about five minutes to go third quarter running back raheem Mostert has left with an ankle injury as for the quarterbacks jared goff just 91 yards passing one td for the rams jimmy garoppolo three touchdown passes he's 19 of 24 221 yards a lot of short passing taking aaron donald out of the game so to speak george kittle had a 44 yard touchdown catch on a fourth and short he has four receptions 73 yards in that score San Francisco leads the Rams. The L.A. Rams had an extra point blocked in the second quarter. Miami posted the first shutout in the NFL this season. 24-0 over the winless Jets, who are 0-6. The Dolphins led 21-0 at halftime. Ryan Fitzpatrick with three touchdown passes. Tampa Bay all over Green Bay, 38-10. Ronald Jones, 113 yards rushing and two short TDs. Tennessee in overtime beat Houston. The Titans fear that tackle. Taylor Lewan tore an ACL, according to R.J. Glazer. Next Sunday, Tennessee hosts Pittsburgh in a battle of 5-0 teams. Pittsburgh beat up Cleveland, 38-7. Wins for Baltimore and Indianapolis, for Chicago and Denver. Atlanta was 0-5, but won at Minnesota, 40-23. Matt Ryan, four touchdown passes passes the Giants and Detroit each got victories Clemson is up to number one in the college football polls getting 87 percent of the first place votes Alabama is number two Notre Dame is up to number three Georgia is number four and Ohio State is up to number five the Big Ten schedule starts this weekend including Nebraska at Ohio State Saturday on Fox TV and then Fox will have number 17 Iowa State at number six ranked Oklahoma State in Kansas the NASCAR winner today was Joey Logano back to you
5: Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, Coming up in 15 minutes from now, or less than 15 minutes from now, Brady Quinn, uh, something we did last week, we got rave reviews over. It's called Traveling with Brady Quinn. All right, it's the it's the weird world of traveling with you as you venture from one coast to the next to do Big Noon Kickoff for Fox, and uh, we got rave reviews a week ago, and we're going to dust that thing off and bring it back this week. What do you say?
4: I love it. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm not going to get interrupted by, uh, I think, Live Bed Jesus interrupted <laughs> me the last time we went into this. No, so, uh, nah, I... <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you uh, – no, no, actually, no, that was actually breaking news. That, that, yes. That's what that was, Yeah, yeah.
5: I mean, look that that ought to show you the power that he that live bet Jesus has. Uh, that when Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitroff both get fired live on yeah. the air, when
4: uh, one of yeah. thirty-two NFL head yeah. coaches gets fired, yeah. live bet Jesus still takes yeah. a precedent, he, and he didn't even win. Yeah. Uh, what was his bet again tonight?
5: Uh, he's got the Forty Niners minus eight and a half.
4: Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
5: But listen, that that missed that missed extra point could factor in huge.
4: All right huge yeah, yeah. As, as they say yeah because if they
5: because if they kick a field goal they're, they're gonna and and the score stays the same yeah if they kick yeah, a field goal yeah. that's uh, nine i
4: don't know uh, if you know that hey know how that happy are wearing. al michaels and chris collinsworth they have to be back in santa clara county and wearing masks on live television are
5: they wearing masks yeah i, I haven't yeah. seen the cutaway kind of yeah oh.
4: no they they open they open the game that way so i assume they are right because they, they have to
5: that's a lot of fun uh all right so uh brady quinn let's um Let's tell people what is going to happen in the days ahead. Are you ready for this? This is actually the first time we've ever done this uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Thus, I feel. Oh, so
4: we're not going to review last week.
5: I have no idea. I'm not even sure. Lead the lap. uh, Let's take it away.
1: Hit it. Time to put your money where your mouth is. I have been losing. You know you're a lying, low life gambling degenerate. It's over under.
5: All right, Lee DeLapp, our executive producer, very bossy, uh, telling Bobo to hit it on the air. Uh, very, very bossy here to uh, Bobo, our technical <laughs> producer, uh, not, really as, not realizing his mic was on. Uh, Lee, uh, first of all, how did we do last week, and uh, what the hell's happening this week? All right. was
7: on. <laughs> Alright you guys, last week we started off previewing Monday Night Football between the Chargers and the Saints asking how many touchdowns would Drew Brees put up at two and a half He only did put up one, Brady had the under, Jonas had the over, Brady took round one there Why did I take
4: the over on that? I don't know. Um, you're a positive guy, you know, you're rooting for the best of Drew oh, Brees Yeah God. You're a good guy, man What
5: a dumb pick You're a good guy I don't think that's true, I'll be honest with you I think, I think I'm getting screwed by the year
7: uh, all right. Uh, what else? Lee? All right. Well, let's check this one out. Not Thursday night football, but Tuesday night football. We had this week between the Bills and Titans with an over under of forty seven and a half. Titans won that forty two to sixteen, equally in fifty eight. Jonas had the over. Brady had the under. So Jonas got round two. All there right. You go, Jonas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
5: Good for you, man. Maybe we have played this game before.
7: Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and we kept that energy high as we were optimistic that Alex Smith would uh, get some more snaps this week and get a touchdown. Me and Jonas were rooting for that. We took oh. the over on a half. Oh, no. But, uh, you know, Brady's a little bit of a pessimist. Oh, he didn't no. think Alex Smith deserved to go get back out there. He took the under. And of course, Alex Smith didn't play today, so oh, uh, Brady man. took last week two to one.
4: Oh man! Yeah,
7: yeah. Of sorry course. about that, guys.
5: Yeah, that's yeah, all right. Uh, so now th- that was exhibition. Good to have a preseason, uh, unlike the NFL. Uh, so now, now we get to the real weekly. All now right, we get to the real stuff.
7: All right, you guys. We got two Monday night football games tomorrow. Uh, first, kicking off, Kansas City at Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes passing touchdowns in this game two and a half. Oh, over. He's yeah, gonna have over. to
5: over Uh, he's gonna be pissed off did you by the way did you hear that there was a report out that after the raiders beat the chiefs that gruden made the team bus do a victory lap around the stadium (laughs) <laughs> after the game. <laughs> there was a I, report that came I, I out. I hope
4: that was true. <laughs> okay. I hope that's true.
5: I, I do too. Because I mean, when that, it comes
4: from your mouth, you know, really, no, who knows I, where I, it's I, been.
5: I'm not, making it, I'm not making it up. I'm saying I saw that there was a report out there that Gruden made them take a detour and do a victory lap around Arrowhead. If that's the case, right? if that's the case, the Chiefs, when they play the Raiders later on, in Vegas, are going to put up a 50 burger. I'm telling you right now, they will keep, they will remember that and they will make an example of the Raiders. So get your bets in now, everybody, before that line jumps. Just saying. Okay. What All else right. we got,
7: Lee? All right, you guys. From the Chiefs to the Bills, Josh Allen passing yards, 289 and a half. Gosh, that's high. Where'd you get that number? Uh, I got it somewhere. Bought me in box bet. Is that really, where You got it? Uh, that is absolutely. Well, give it a few
4: days. Give it a few hours. I get pounded um, down to like two seventy. Okay, um, man, it's high. That's a big number. That is. I'm, I'm going to say the under. I, I think that's that's going to be a hard number to hit.
5: But that's and that's an actual betley. So uh-huh. That's an actual. Okay, that's one of those. Somebody knows something, and it seems it seems a little suspect. So because of that, I'm going to go against my gut, and I'm going to take the over.
7: Alright, you guys, from that game to the next, Cardinals at Cowboys, Andy Dalton interceptions in this game at a half. Mm.
4: Oh, Chandler Jones is out for the year though, so maybe not yeah. as much pressure from the Cardinals. Yeah. Um,
5: that's, a,
4: that's a good secondary though.
5: I will take the under. I'm
4: gonna take I think the they're over. gonna run the football a lot too. Yeah. You know, just, gonna... to differ, just to differ just a different and I like Andy Dalton. Just to differ from Jonas, I'm gonna take the over. See, you know, you got to make it interesting, you know. Okay,
5: that th- this is BS because he knows if he misses that, he can go back and just say, "Oh, well, you know, I was just doing it just to be different. I didn't actually think that was going to happen."
4: Like, no, this no, all, no. I'm I, 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 I think it's a coin flip. Right. I really do. I think who knows what's going to happen, but just to be different is, is what I'd like to do here.
5: Well, Knox Locks had uh, uh, the Cowboys plus one and a half.
4: I don't know. Knox Locks you know. isn't doing too well this week, is it?
5: He's well, one game over five hundred. Not ideal, but uh, you know. Yes,
4: that's really not paying off the big right? Like.
5: Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh what else we got, Lee? All
7: right, you guys, rushing yards for Kyler Murray in that game, 42 and a half. Over. 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 Yeah,
5: over. He might break that on one run.
4: Yeah, I was just going to say it might be like one run or like two scrambles.
5: Although if there if there was a look, if there was a, a secondary that he was going to get right against in the passing game, uh that would be the one. Uh, the Cowboys would be the one. What's the what's he over-under in points in that game? It's got to be 50, I would say 55, 56. Got to be, I would think, between those two teams.
7: It is 56 and a half.
5: Yeah. It's, well, well
4: done. Well yeah, done. You, you should you should be a bookmaker.
5: Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, you know what the name of my sports book will be? What's that? Joni Cash. That's how about
7: terrible.
4: That? <laughs> Do we have anything else, Lee? Let's
7: <laughs> try that. Last one, you guys. Thursday night football between the Giants at the Eagles. Number of, bite, number of but number of fights in the stands in this one, you guys, out of half.
5: Over. Today was the first
7: uh, first game with fans in the stands, <laughs> and just so you know, there was a fight.
5: Yeah, I, I have I haven't watched the video, but I've seen like a still shot and they're throwing smoke. Uh, I'll take the uh, over.
4: <laughs> I, I'm gonna <laughs> take the under. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take the under.
5: Come on. You can't have that much faith in humanity. You can't. I'm telling
4: <laughs> well, you. Well it's not that. It's not that pick I don't take the just... over. No, I, I I think I think well, I don't even know if it's like the same fans are able to get in there. Like I don't know what the situation is. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under though. I think stadiums are much more aware of this kind of stuff going on. I'm gonna say under.
5: All right. So there it is. Uh, that is uh, this week's edition of Over-Unders. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next here on FSR, back by popular demand. We debuted this a week ago. It got rave reviews, and it is back. Do not miss out on one of the hottest segments in sports talk radio. It's next here on Fox Sports Radio. He is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, coming up, uh, Top of next hour here on Fox Sports Radio. Ten minutes from now, it'll be Chris Plank and Arnie Spanier who will be taking over the airwaves here at FSR. Make sure you stick around for those guys here on Fox Sports Radio. We have a tie game in the NLCS. Kike Hernandez with a solo shot and the Dodgers and Braves are tied at three. Uh, LA with a runner on third and one out in the bottom of the six and an opportunity to take the lead here uh, as we approach the late stages of that game on Fox Brady Quinn uh, also uh, checking in on Sunday night football between the Rams and the 49ers uh, San Francisco is still holding on to a 21 to nine lead uh, over the LA Rams early in the fourth quarter there so uh, busy night for LA sports Brady Quinn busy, busy it's an night.
4: exciting night for LA sports come on yeah. now it's exciting man a lot, yeah. a lot of good stuff going on in LA
5: Yippee! Uh, all right. Um <laughs> Jeez. So so Brady Quinn, we did this a week ago, and it got rave reviews. And it's oh, I, yeah, like, how do yeah. we, okay, how do we want to call this? Do we want to call it uh, travel fun with Brady? Uh, travel size with Brady? Like how, like the the wide the weird world of traveling with Brady? How do you like? What do you want to call this segment? W-
4: whatever you want to call it, it, it okay. doesn't matter to me. Um, right. I, I I just I, I want to get to the story before I get cut off again by. Some some trick or shenanigans <laughs> that, that you're trying to pull in the show. So okay, sure. So so I, I happen to be sitting down. Obviously, it's a Saturday. I'm, I'm getting ready to fly back home, and and I'm watching some college football. And I hear the two gentlemen behind me. They're they're talking about the games we're watching, and they're they're kind of. And I think one of them might have even tried to get my attention. I think I didn't hear him. And then he he re, you know kind of said something like, "Hey, do you, do you know the spread or, or the you know what, what what you know what the spread was going into this game." And so I said, yeah, I think it was like 13 and a half. He was talking about the UNC Florida State game. Yeah. So obviously for those who didn't watch, North Carolina obviously shouldn't have been the fifth ranked team in the country, but we don't have all the teams back playing. So <laughs> they're fifth they were fifth ranked this past week. They okay. won't be now moving forward. <laughs> okay. Um but Florida State beat them. Uh and they were they were they were a two touchdown underdog. And so we got to kind of talking a little bit, and the guy, you know, and he didn't, you know, ask my name or who I was or anything like that. He goes, oh, he goes, uh, well, who do you like tomorrow? And I said, oh, I like the Steelers. And he looks at me, he goes, huh, I like the Browns. And I, I, I just go, huh, good luck with that one. <laughs> and, and so he turns to his buddy as I turn to sit down. He's like, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and and, I, and I, I literally heard him. And I just sat there. and I was just like, all right, chump. And so literally I'm thinking now to this day, hey, guy behind me, how about dim apples, huh? How'd that work out for you, buddy? How'd that bet work out? Well, first
5: oh. of all, he's so clearly he's a football fan. Clearly.
4: he's. You know what? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't even know how big of a fan he is. It, like the guys were kind of talking and, you know, you hear conversation. You're like, okay, these guys either know what they're talking about. or They don't. They, they seem more like casual fans, like guys who kind of liked it. It's like, it's like all those people who liked to like, European league soccer, yeah. They like couldn't figure out what crowd to fit in with, so they're like, oh, I'm going to be with these guys who wear scarves all the time. They look cool. Yeah, and then they I, just kind of talk like they know what they're talking about, but they really don't.
5: Yeah, I hate it when that happens, man. Damn European soccer fans. I can't <laughs> stand that stuff. By the way, that was a great pick, though. I mean, Steelers minus three and a oh, half. It was My- stealing. Heist of the century. I felt guilty watching the game. That, that I was felt wh-
4: guilty talking about them being able to win that so easily.
5: Hey, you and Knox Locks, you got something in common, man. Congratulations. That's
4: all, though.